America's been drinking beer from a company that doesn't even know which restroom to use. That's why I created Conservative Dad's ultra-right, 100% woke-free beer. As conservatives, we're constantly getting hit in the face, left and right, by the woke mind virus. But the last place we want it is in our beer. If you know which bathroom to use, you know what beer you should be drinking. Stop giving money to woke corporations that hate our values. And to the rest of you woke corporations, stay the away from our kids. Buy yours online in 42 states at ultrarightbeer.com. Tastes like freedom. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas, and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and dark talk of looming conflict. We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. We have just received word that libertarian death squad are taking over. We have come to take our country back. It also worries that civil war could be on the way back. Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Go Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, where are you in a now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island drywall declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. inside four walls i'm your james madison and uh two things one i want you guys to stay tuned or don't uh, i'll let you guys know at the end of this episode or you guys will know when because i'll wrap the episode up there's a bonus little thing at the end of this episode because i did a i accidentally did a rant i got really in my own head talking about how shitty obama was and how much of his shitty presidency i remember from being a kid 
and how most people my age are just kind of making up or being told what they what to believe about the Obama administration by people they watch online, as opposed to actually have experienced it or actually doing any real research of their own in, into it. Uh, so I'll throw that in at the end of this episode. It really has nothing to do with this episode anymore, but uh, give me one second here. So uh, either way, that will be at the end of this episode. And it'll also be uploaded by itself. You know, it's 26 minutes. It's free content that I've already recorded. Why not, right? That being said, Obama gives shout-out to librarians while blasting book censorship. This guy, and I said this before on other uploads, he is a terrorist. And I mean that in every sense of the word. He is a domestic and an international war criminal. He is a terrorist. With experiments performed on American citizens here... And things like the war in Yemen, the continuing of Bush's, well, Bush's rebranding of the war on terror continued and was only doubled down with more drone strikes and innocent civilians killed by Barack Obama. Obama turned America, like what George Bush was doing that made us call George Bush a bloodthirsty tyrant, Obama really said, hold my fucking beer. And it's absolutely disgusting. And I remember, how many people, let's, I'll show you my audience age right here. So as you can see, my my demographic age-wise right here, over here on my, uh, at least according to Spotify. Oh, this is Spotify only? I'm pretty sure this is from plenty of other networks, too. Uh, plenty of platforms I'm on, but how many of you remember, if you said Obama's middle name back in the day, it was like a, why are you implying? What are you saying? And it was only because of 9-11. You know, Barack Hussein Obama, right? I remember when you said this motherfucker's name back in the day, people gave you, like, the worst, the worst fucking look. Like, how dare you say that? What's wrong with you? What, what, what are you trying to say? What are you implying by that? Hmm? You're trying to call our president a terrorist? And it's like, yes, he absolutely is. And doubling down on that, he ripped this country to asunder socially. Both being the first president to really come out and not just attack the other side as a whole, like in generals. Because before then, other presidents usually tried to, other than like certain moments that we like recognize throughout history, like, oh my god, wow, he said that about the other party? Obama really is the one who normalized that. You know, he uh, would come out and say shit like, well, you know, that was my son. If I had a son, he would look just like Trayvon. Like, he pushed and called for a man to be arrested and charged with first-degree murder and said, this white guy can't go around killing black guys when referring to Trayvon Martin. And it's like Trayvon Martin wasn't killed by a white guy. He was killed by a Hispanic guy. And the hands-up-don't-shoot thing was a fucking lie. And that's only one of many examples I can give. And then, like, I already referenced with the Yemen Wars and killing uh, Alalani or Alamaki, an American citizen over in the Middle East with a drone strike, and never apologizing for it. Not to mention what happened with Benghazi. Where him and Secretary Hillary Clinton, or Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, watched a team of SEALs get absolutely fucking slaughtered and a U.S. ambassador get murdered while one SEAL fought hours by himself, unarmed, thinking that the ambassador was still alive. And we were just told to forget about what happened in Benghazi, guys. Don't, don't, don't talk about it. Right. No, this guy's a fucking terrorist. And through things like Common Core... He was targeting the kids from the very beginning. And let's not forget, he banned books too. He like he said, oh, books like Tom Sawyer should be banned. Don't forget, under this guy's term, books like Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn, most of Mark Twain's books got banned. Tons of books got fucking banned from school libraries all across this country. 
I really don't want to hear him coming out and bashing anyone banning books. And here's the thing. Book banning is a bullshit term. No books are being banned. You want to talk books that are banned? How about the Anarchist Handbook? Or the Anarchist Cookbook, my apology. The Anarchist Cookbook, not by Michael Malice. That's a banned book. If you buy even the current version you can get that's like all redacted and fucked up, you get put on like a very heavy-duty watch list. And you were paid close attention to. And that book is basically useless now. You know, like, it's absolutely insane. I, I fuck this guy. Obama gives shout-out to librarians while blasting book censorship by Cheyenne M. Daniels from the 17th of July. We have this in an article afterwards about Obama's brother coming out and calling his brother an absolute fruitcake. Let's get into it. Former President Obama on Monday praised the nation's librarians for standing, quote, on the front lines as book bans spread around the nation. In a letter uh, to the, quote, hardworking librarians of America, Obama denounced -attempt, uh, recent attempts to ban books that touch on topics like gender, sexuality, and race. Again, these are being removed from school library in efforts largely pushed by parents not politicians and the time the politicians are getting involved it's when the parents have reached the point where politicians are seeing it and saying like oh i can get some clout off signing with the parents on one side or the other oh uh, great and he, and he quotes writers like mark twain that's 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 quite quite hilarious here anyway these books aren't being banned if a parent wants their kid to read it they can go to the public library and rent it or they can go on Amazon and buy it uh, again the don't let them use the word ban or banning it's the same thing as the don't say gay bill it's the same thing as like the as like the build as oh god there's so many of these hyperbolic messaging and narrative quips they come up with that have absolutely no meaning or bearing to the situation the bill at hand whatsoever and again any of these books that you think are banned, you can buy them on Amazon. Public libraries can, can carry them. And even then, I would argue, if taxpayers decide they don't want a book funded in their library, that book should not be bought again. I'm not saying that book should be removed. That book is in the library. It's already been purchased. But perhaps voters in the area should have a say in what books are and are not in their libraries, which are tax-funded. Again, uh, I, I think if the taxpayers, if there's not a clean way for the taxpayers to be involved in it, should it be tax-funded? Again, transparency is the key there. Uh, but I've, I've gone on rants on these on different topics. Let's continue on. To ban books that touch on topics like gender, sexuality, and race. He said many of these books and their authors shaped his life. So, again, books like Lawn Boy, where it has multiple pages describing an underage boy giving oral sex and being sodomized by a very overweight large man. Right, or... Uh, or This Book is Gay, a book that teaches underage kids targeted, as it says on the cover, uh, like what, three, uh, ages 3 to 16? Okay, bud. It teaches kids how to use things like grinder and all kinds of other day naps. Right, right. Or Gender Queer. You know, these books shaped your life, you said. Hmm. Because let's, uh, let, let, let's see this quote here. Let's analyze this quote, shall we? Writers like Mark Twain and Toni Morrison, Walt Whitman and James Baldwin taught me something essential about our country's character, reading about people whose lives weren't very different from mine, showed me 
how to step into someone else's shoes, and the simple act of writing helped me develop my own identity, all of which would prove vital as a citizen, as a community organizer, and as a President Obama. So now here's the thing. Part of the rant earlier had to do with this exact topic. Mark Twain and Huckleberry Finn, and I'm going to quote the book here, in Mark Twain, Huckleberry Finn, and Tom Sawyer, and other books written by him that revolve around these characters, there's a character named Nigger Jim. Now, Nigger Jim is a slave escaping his owners and seeking emancipation. And Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn actively work to free him and to get him from the south to the north where he could escape, potentially. Both books reference this character and how the boys, even though they were like repeatedly referred to him as Nigger Jim, work to free him and escape him from the bondage that he finds himself in. So, when I remember being a child in elementary school, as my school library yanked the Tom Sawyer books out of our library, you were no longer allowed to read those. Those were gone. You had to go to the Public Ann Arbor Library or the Ypsilanti Public Library or the Detroit Public Library if you wanted to get those books because uh, the reason I say that is because you had to travel out to find those books in my area. Michigan has always been a very blue state. Even like Rick Snyder or Rob Snyder. Yeah, no, it is Rick Snyder. Uh, the red governor, the last Republican governor of Michigan. He was only like rhino red. He wasn't actually a conservative or republican by any means whatsoever he was a net negative to this state we basically went grand home grand home diet grand home whitmer that's how it went unfortunately and the policies show it also another thing Mitt romney's dad was one of the greatest governors this country's ever had slash the greatest governor in michigan history go look into Mitt romney's dad Phenomenal fucking guy, like great guy. Actively did so much for this fucking for, for for Michigan. I'm actively moving out of Michigan. That's why I'm always bouncing between Wisconsin, Illinois, Ohio, and Michigan. I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm bouncing around a vagabond life, boy. You feel me? But under the Obama administration, these books were ripped out, and I remember conservative parents being upset that books were banned under the Obama administration, like Mark Twain. And a band, again, I'm using the verbiage. I, I just slapped my own hand for it, all right? Books were removed from my public school because they had the N-word in it. So, no, go, go fuck yourself with this. I'll leave this article in the description if you want to if you wanna go check it out. Uh, and also, you know, you're more than welcome to go do your own looking into this. Mark Twain, Huckleberry Finn, How to Sell a Banned Book from September 29th, twenty. 2010 or 2010 sorry you know soon to come out this is the president who sat back and largely gloated over these uh over these books being banned under his under his time saying it brings in a new progressive time these kinds of books should be sought on public libraries not schools for children you know, if he didn't have a teleprompter, he did his best with MLK impression. Some people forget. He tried to sound like MLK. It wasn't that he talked like a retard. It's just he tried to talk like MLK, and it just did not work. He was too cracker for that. 
But he also just wasn't godly enough for that. So to sit here and have him be like, oh, yeah, Mark Twain. It's like I specifically remember you banning Mark Twain. It's funny because I just made a Mark Twain bumper the other day, too. I was just thinking about book bans the other day. And that's what made me think about Mark Twain. It's so funny how, how things happen to line up like that. But moving on. Quote, Today, some of the books that shaped my life and the lives of so many others are being challenged by people who disagree with certain ideas or perspectives, he said. During the 2021-2022 school year, more than 1,600 books were banned from school libraries, affecting 138 school districts in 32 states, according to a report from PEN America. Over the last two years, at least 19 states have passed legislation that would incarcer uh, incarcerate librarians for providing, quote, harmful books to minors, according to the Washington Post. Yes, the detail on is if the book is banned from a school. Again, these books are things like Lawn Boy. This book is gay. Uh, not my deal. A book that actually explains how white people are the devil and white privilege is given to them by Satan through a contract. Again, a real book. Fact check me on this. So, the books being banned are books that promote racism, promote sex to children, and in many cases actively depict sexual exploitation of children in an artistic rendering to children. So, when an adult is already told, hey, this is child pornography or sex, do not exploit it to kids, you know, you don't, don't put this in the library, they bring it in any way acting of their own incentive and their own prerogative to provide this lewd and lascivious reading material to children, yes, ideally law enforcement in a just society would take some curiosity as to, hey, why, why is a school employee taking upon their own volition to provide this reading material behind the backs of the parents who, by the way, the, way, the reason why these books get banned is because parents, largely parents, and Obama references that in this article, by the way, or at least in a speech he does, says that this is a push led by parents. So if parents don't want their kids exposed to this, why is a school staff member, someone paid by taxes, by the way, a government employee as far as I'm concerned, same argument I had for why teachers don't have the right to confiscate phones. They're government employees. Government employees can't, you know, unlawfully search and seizure or confiscate, you know, the goods of a American citizen. Same thing applies here. You are not to go above and beyond and provide books of your own volition behind the backs of the taxpayers to their children. That is grooming from a federal employee. But again, you look at who is in the Biden administration, you should not be that surprised that there's grooming on all fucking levels. American own library Americans own libraries. A debt of gratitude. <clears throat> really? Let's see. Over the last two years, uh, at least 19 states have passed legislation that would incarcerate librarians for providing harmful books to minors, according to the Washington Post. All right, uh, let's go extreme here. If, and, and let's say you don't care about any of the books banned here. Let, 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 let's go to an extreme where ideally everyone can agree the book's bad. Uh, I know, I know, I got a book. I got a book for you. The Vampire Armand by Anne Rice. Feel free for ju to judge me for this. That shit is full of graphic gay pornography. Like, 
in text form, of course, you know. There's a lot of graphic depiction, like, like through text in that book of, of homoerotic shit. Um, can we get, can, can we agree to get out of there? Like, why, why is that in there? You know, I'm just thinking, like, you know what? No, 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 I got a better one. Hypothetical. Let's go extreme on this one, right? There's Playboys in school. We can all agree Playboys don't belong in school libraries, right? What the fuck? Get those out of there. So we got the Playboys out of the library. But then you find out, right, like, hypothetically, right, I, I, my analytics show me that I have some left that listen to this show. I assume you're the RFK variety. <clears throat> Wouldn't you be alarmed if you came in or if you found out that this librarian was now providing these banned porno mags to these children? And you want to say, well, these are older high school kids. Hey, this was in Loudoun County. Let's not forget in Loudoun County. A elementary school girl was sodomized by a junior high student in a bathroom. And the school district and the school board covered up for him and moved him to another school where he proceeded to commit the exact same crime. Only difference is, and they used as a justification back in the, in the day for it, at least the girl was his age this time, according to school board officials. So, no, I'm sorry, children are dragged into this. If I could cite multiple stories where kids are exposed to this material, I think I can say kids are exposed to this. If they want to go, this doesn't happen. No, it absolutely does fucking happen. So, no, if you're... Again, I, I shouldn't have to go to the extremes here. These books already depict lascivious content that kids should not be exposed to. And, again, I don't think sex ed should be in schools. That's a conversation for parents to have. And if the kid comes out goofy... Oh, well, the kid's going to come out kind of goofy. It's always been that way. They've never been the predominant group. And if anything, I'd say now with this shit in schools, people are obscenely goofy now more than ever, especially sexually. You know, so moving on. Quote, in a very real sense, you're on the front lines fighting every day to make the widest possible range of viewpoints, opinions, and ideas available to everyone, Obama said. Yeah, but but these aren't like books exploring philosophy and politics and history or the deep thoughts of why man's here and the machinations of, of, of a greater intelligence beyond our comprehension. No, these are books targeting kids with sexually explicit material that if the kids want to get, they can go to a public library and get. I'm not a fan of that. But that's but how you you know curb that is an argument and a rant for a different day. They're being removed from public schools. Why is there anything like I remember when I was a kid, you go to a little public like the books we were all reading when I was a little kid were like Goosebumps, Great Lake Terrors, uh, Where the Sidewalk Ends, Judy Bloom, uh, Judy Brown, uh, Amelia Bedelia. I fucking hated Amelia Bedelia. Um, <clears throat> the Ask Spy books, Where's Waldo, and, of course, Goosebumps, I, if I didn't already say that. You know, shit like that. Magic Treehouse, I, I fucked Magic Treehouse pretty hard back in the day. I, I liked Magic Treehouse a lot. You know what's funny? I should probably just go and, uh, go in my old bookcase and just get me out of Magic Treehouse and just read it for the fun of it. I'd devour that book in, like, a day and a half. It would be more just how much time I have to read it, but nostalgic, you know? Benicula, that was a huge one when I was a kid. A lot of kids were really in the Benicula books. This shit is just so unfathomable to think of, like, the books that are just referenced on, like, like the books that are being banned. Not to mention the books we just referenced that he talked about, like, Mark Twain, were banned under his administration, with him being like, great, this is wonderful. Go fuck yourself. Huh. Quote, Your dedication and professional expertise allows us to freely read 
and consider information and ideas and decide for ourselves which ones we agree with. Obama's statement comes as he has joined libraries around the country on TikTok to promote access to books. Well, Obama's always been a bitch to the Chinese. I mean, come on, nothing new there. If you bend him over and you pull his pants down, there's a little golden oval sticker that says Made in China right on his left ass cheek. Put there by his mama. It's, uh, it's covering up a Hawaiian patch. <clears throat> Though, his home state of Illinois is leading the fight to outlaw book bans in public libraries. School libraries. Not public libraries. School libraries. Other states are seeing libraries targeted. In Texas, for instance, police have been called to schools for public uh, schools and public libraries at least five times for books that contain quote illegal content according to the Houston Chronicle. All right, well, who's calling the police and reporting the illegal content? And again, it's illegal content. You're not putting that in quotes. It's because the content in these books have been deemed harmful to children, and the state or the city has voted in politicians and or has voted for restrictions on these books. Again, this is a Tenth Amendment situation, my man. There's not really an angle you can come at me where I can't hit you with something for this. Look, if a school district and board and members vote, that's how it's meant to be. You're not supposed to have federal powers weighing in on everything in school. The Department of Education should not exist to begin with. Every school and every district and every county should be ran uniquely to that setting. We've had no problems. Kids were smarter before the board of, before the Department of Education existed, and they'd be smarter afterwards. Again, Comic or No Child Left Behind crippled this country. It lowered testing scores, got rid of things like MEEP and SAT for a long period of time. It was brought some of them were brought back in really remedial fashions, neutered and stripped down and rolled back in their complexities and making sure that more and more people could pass as opposed to people passing based on their merit. We started to incentivize people not on challenging ideas, but on just memorizing what they're told to memorize and put it down on a fucking quiz sheet. No. No, 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 no. This is not the guy you want to go around and, 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 and harass and lecture you about what should should be in schools. And again, this is why. This is a Tenth Amendment situation. Schools were not referenced in the fucking Constitution. Now, schools have to operate under certain, you know, rules and guidelines and things in the Constitution, but they're not outlined by the Constitution, which means, the Tenth Amendment, which means it's a Tenth Amendment situation. But moving on. But illegal content ranges from books covering the life of Ruby Bridges, the first black child to attend a white-only school. A great movie, by the way. Uh, the writings by the nation's first uh, youth poet laureate, Amanda Gorman, in his letter, the 44th president said, quote, It's no coincidence that many banned books were written by people of color, indigenous people, and members of the LGBTQ community. Quote, I believe such an appropriate... Oh, yeah? Hey, why is an Uncle Tom's Cabin in public schools, Obama? Why is that like one of the most banned books from public schools, right? Hey, we want to use the word banned, right? Let's use it. Why is that book banned from public schools all across this country? It was written by a black guy who survived slavery, who escaped slavery, and wrote a book blasting slavery. Is it because it doesn't paint the Democrat Party in a positive light? Why is that book banned from schools? Hmm? I'm just kind of curious. You want to bring people of, of color into it and indigenous? Really? Okay, bud. Yeah, I'm fucking mighty down under to you as well. As for the books by the LGBTQ community, again, 
kids' books, you shouldn't be able to tell what community they came from. Now, if you write a book and all the characters are black, then sure, more black kids are probably going to read that. But come on now. Quote, I believe such an approach is profoundly misguided and contrary to what has made this country great, Obama said. Quote, it's also important to understand that the world is watching, he added. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The world is definitely watching. And we'll get into that very shortly. If America, a nation built on freedom of expression, allows certain voices and ideas to be silenced, why should other countries go out of their way to protect them? Obama added that libraries don't just provide access to books, they also provide a safe space for people to talk, share ideas, and access community programs. Again, we're not talking about public libraries in like the city. We're talking about public school libraries. These are not schools that people can just walk into and check out books. These are school these are books designed for staff and students. And occasionally in some situations, the parents of said students to come and rent out books. I remember there's certain books in any public school I went to where if your student wanted to get it, like sex ed related books, parents had to come in and sign off for it. I don't understand why we act like that can't be a, a thing here if we're really worried about it. Furthermore, if there are books banned from a public city library, as I touched on earlier, why were they banned from a public city library? Was it because people voted on it and taxpayers said, we don't want these, this book in our library? Oh, well, so fucking be it. You know how many of my books on my bookshelf are held together by clear library tape because I got them from the library's clearance rack after people no longer wanted to read them or rent them or they were just so old? Same thing here. If a taxpayer says, I don't want this book anymore, it goes up on the library sale rack and people buy it. It's not being banned from Amazon. None of these books, all these books are still available. If parents want their kids to have it, Parents can still get their hands on this book. I, I, I fail to understand this absolute bullshit he's been peddling, but he's always been peddling bullshit. But he reads largely out of touch. He's somebody who doesn't follow these these things very closely anymore. He just does his lazy... He, he's the Bojack Horseman of politics right now. He shows up, does his little speech, his little song and dance, gets paid, and fucks back off to Martha's Vineyard, a waterfront property where he proceeds to tell you that in five more years, not this five years, but the five years after that, and maybe the five years after that, if not that five years, another five years. If not that five years, 20 years later on. Uh, the water will rise so fast that his waterfront property will be absolutely, you know, a thousand depths beneath the ocean. You know, he's out of touch. He's, he's like Michael Moore. He's just one of these out-of-touch liberals that used to be super into it, super active, and now they just don't care. They, they make money just by being who they are. They make money just to exist at this point. And with all those special foreign business interests in like China and, and overseas financiers, I mean, Obama doesn't need to care. But when he steps on and steps into this field, I mean, he's going to get called out for it. And he's a president that should get a lot more shit for way bigger things than this. It's also important to understand that the world is watching, he added. If America, a nation built on freedom of expression, allows certain voices and ideas to be silenced... Why should other countries go out of their way to protect them? You're right. I forgot all about my Habibi in the Middle East. Respecting these books so much. He read Genderqueer and he decided not to throw infidels from the rooftops. Right. Obama added that librarians don't just provide access to books. They also provide a safe space for people to talk, share ideas, access community programs. Quote together. You know, people become informed and active citizens capable of making this country what they want it to be, he wrote, quote, 
and you do it all you do it all in a way all in a harsh political climate where all too often you're attacked by people who either cannot or will not understand the vital and uniquely american role you play in the life of our nation yes you play a very unique role in the life of our nation by pushing this brain melting woke grooming nonsense on underage kids weakening americans youth uh something that a man named yuri bezimov warned us about a long time ago i got to forgot that last name wrong but anyway the demoralization rant uh anyway something this gentleman warned us about a long time ago you know the long march through the institutes that's exactly what this is you know you're 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 absolutely right obama they are fulfilling a very important role to america's enemies by crippling the morale, the confidence, and the ability for men and women in this country to develop healthily into their gender and embrace their traditional roles and go forward in a way that's always progressed humanity from the dark ages to now, you allow America to be more vulnerable to her enemies and usurped, subsided, and undermined on a world scale. As this episode has ran on long enough, uh, I've actually changed my mind. I'm going to upload the rant as its own thing, this as its own thing, and the Obama's brother's response to this as its own thing. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls, and I shall talk to you guys later. Actually, what are the com- are there any comments to this? No, probably not. Nope, no comments. Didn't think so, but, you know, it's always worth looking. That being said, I shall talk to you guys later. I performed oral sex on Barack Obama. The following day, I actually get a knock on my hotel room door in Gurney, Illinois, only to find Barack Obama standing in front of it. He had actually come back for seconds. Performed oral sex on him in the hotel room at the Comfort Inn and Suites in Gurney, Illinois. Now, Obama at that time was a state senator. I actually had no idea who he was. And then when did you find out that it, it was Barack Obama? watching the 2004 DNC convention. Thank you very much, everybody. God bless you. Thank you. I performed fellatio on Senator Obama in the limousine during the time Senator Obama was smoking crack cocaine. You are arrested. By the DC Police Department upon the orders of Bo Biden, Attorney General for Delaware. Apparently he had a grand jury indictment from two weeks after I went public on Obama accusing me of theft that never took place. Donald Young was the choir director in Jeremiah Wright's church in Chicago. This is the church Obama attended. Mr. Rivers, how are you?
you made you made a ton of news officiating the wedding in New York yesterday. Is this like a is this like a new uh, cottage uh, career move for you? I am so excited. Yeah. And I should do very well because I don't charge. And do you think that the country will see the first, the United States will see the first gay president or the first woman well, we president? We have it with Obama, so let's just calm down. Got it. You know Michelle uh, is a trans. I'm sorry, she's a what? A transgender. We all know. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. It's okay. She does the. All right, everyone. So it's Friday night. I'm getting ready to go out. This is the look. I'm feeling kind. But before I go out, I've got to pregame. And the only way I pregame is with an ice cold Bud Light. So good. Ah, happy Friday. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. Now, this was going to be the other article I read at the end of the last episode, but the last episode ran a little bit long, and there was a rant before that. Anyway, we're here now. And Malik Obama tweets, then deletes claim that brother Brock is definitely gay. Now, look, I'm not here to peddle any conspiracy theory about Mike, I mean Michelle. None whatsoever. Big Michelle is a very handsome woman with a very nice, muscular physique. And I'm sure uh, there's a certain throbbing, pulsating, veiny muscle on Big Michelle Obama that has made sure Barack Obama hasn't had constipation their entire relationship. I mean, that bitch is built like Michael. God, what the fuck was that? Anyway... That bitch is built like Michael goddamn or Oh, I see what that is. Okay, that just got done updating. Sorry, folks. Unprofessional of me. But, you know, Obama's definitely heterosexual, guys. Definitely not a globo homo. Now, Malik's comments came in reaction to Brock lamenting the banning of LGBTQ plus books. Something I touched on my last episode. Isn't it weird that he claims that these books are shaped his childhood and shaped him? Really? Ooh, did you just find out you were into kids a little late in life, bro? When did you meet Epstein? I'm just kind of curious. Let's continue on. From Darian Duggery. Degowry. From July 17th, 2023. Malik Obama, a well-known, the well-known half-brother of Barack Obama, caught eyeballs Monday on social media with his reaction, the reaction he gave, to a post-posted letter in which the former president praised librarians and complained of the banning of certain types of books, including ones that push LGBTQ plus propaganda. Oh, yeah, Charles Barkley. Maybe I'll talk about this. It's so irrelevant, though. One infamous piece of LGBTQ plus work that has raised concerns for many school parents is, quote, Gender Queer, a memoir a book that features numerous graphic images and depictions of a homosexual conduct. This depict, uh, this despite it being written for and distributed to children. And again, a memoir claiming to be a true story. And by the way, they added the censor here. This is advertised for elementary school through junior high as early reading. All right, that's why I didn't pull up references in the earlier episode because I, I knew this article got into it. Yeah, completely uncensored depictions of underage children 
receiving fellatio, being sodomized, and assaulted and groomed by adults in these books, being given to children in public schools. But Obama, either through ignorance or through evil, and there's very little difference when you had that kind of power, and I know how that sounds when I say it, but... Huh. You know, you can only sit back and wonder how much of it is really naivety and how much of it is, is actually genuine fucking evil. You know, we know how close he is with the Clintons. We know how close he is with tons of other people in the Epstein flight list. And to be fair, a lot of that applies to Trump as well. You know, but we have arguments and things we can point to with Trump that might clear his name, you know, depending on how you feel about the evidence. We have nothing to clear Obama's name. And he comes out, he rarely tweets when he tweets, man. It's always some creepy shit like this. <laughs> One of the books that shaped Barack Obama's life, apparently, yeah. Today, from Obama right here, today some of the books that shaped my life and the lives of so many others are being challenged by people who disagree with certain ideas or perspectives. A And librarians are on the front lines fighting every day to make the widest possible range of viewpoints, opinions, and so on and so forth. We read this in the last episode if you wish to, uh, you know... Again, I, I, I'll spare you all of this. Especially this is going into a compilation thing early, later on. Uh, seemingly lamenting the treatment the story has consequently received, mainstream news outlets such as NBC News and the state-funded NPR have covered it with an angel... <laughs> with an angel... Funded NPR have cov uh, covered it with an angel... Angle of it. See... Dyslexia be fucking me up sometimes. I'm just leave that in because it's goofy. Anyway, with the angle of it being one of the most banned books in America, despite you being able to buy it on Amazon, get it on pretty much any book selling website, and it's available on a lot of like public libraries. The real issue is they're mad that it's being removed from public school libraries where little kids are exposed to it, and to which I have to ask again. Why do they want to have these conversations with kids behind the parents' backs so badly? Why? It makes no sense to me. But moving on. Last year, the Los Angeles Times published a column titled, quote, I read Genderqueer, the most banned book in America, and so should you. Malik reacted to Brock's letter on Twitter, simply commenting in a now-deleted post, quote, This man is definitely gay. <laughs> he was ostensibly reacting to Brock's musings about the so-called book bans, particularly as they pertain to the LGBTQ plus literature. From right here, Malik Obama. I follow him on Twitter. This man is definitely gay. Malik has been quite outspoken against Barack in the past, previously accusing Barack of abandoning his Kenyan family and ripping him as a cold, as cold and ruthless. Quote, he got rich and became a and became a snob, Malik reportedly told the uh, New York Post, from his home in Kenya in a Kenya village of Nyang Oma, Kiolo. Definitely not get that right. Quote: What I saw was he was the kind of person that wants uh, wants to want pe wants people to worship him. He needs to be worshipped, and I don't do that. I am his older brother, so I don't do that. 
The pair previously shared uh, a more general, uh, got it, genial relationship. Malik was the best man at Brock's wedding, per the post. Also, reportedly, was a regular visitor of the Oval Office during the Obama presidency. Things started to sour after Brock turned his back on the people and said they were his family and refused to help them. Uh, refused to help them out during a time of dire need, according to Malik. Malik famously endorsed former President Trump in 2016. Uh, he and his half-brother Barack both share the same father, Barack Hussein Obama Sr. Absolutely. And that brings us to the end of this little ditty of an episode. And now let's let's look at this real quick, shall we? I want y'all to drink this fucking beer. I want y'all to drink this fucking beer. I got three kisses of Bud Light. Hey, and I want to say this. If you're gay, bless you. If you're transgender, bless you. And if you have a problem with that, fuck you. Alright, look, uh, there's not really much of an episode to make of my own here, unless this leads to, like, a boycott. And then if this gets, like, a boycott effect going on, then I'll make an episode about it. But as in the meantime, I don't really see this taking off and going anywhere, but I said about the Bud Light thing initially. Well, actually, no, that's not true. I said the Bud Light thing would take off. It was the Nike thing I said wouldn't take off, and it did take off for a little bit. But, look, he works for the, all, he works for ESPN and a lot of these big major league sports, which are all... Deeply invested in, owned by BlackRock and other CCP-owned and invested in companies. So they're deeply in the pockets of China. They all have ESGs. He's hammered off his ass. He's also said a ton of stuff bashing Biden and shitting on the right and shitting on the left. So how much of this do I actually care about? Very little. He's a grown-ass man, and from my understanding of the situation, he's in a nightclub that only allows adults in there, and he's saying a bunch of goofy shit. Again, my problem isn't with people being gay or trans. My problem is with being pushed and targeted towards children. Once you make it angled or slightly t- at all, like you're trying to make it appeal towards kids, then you earn my ire, my disgust. Statistics speak for themselves. If people go down a road, they tend to regret it down the line, and they end up taking their own lives or desisting. That's a topic for another fucking day. So I'm really not that concerned with an old, out-of-shape, washed-up, have been old-timer in the basketball world. That's gets paid to sit in an air-conditioned studio next to Shaq and run his mouth about sports he no longer plays. So I'm not that held up about it. That's sort of the only thing I'm going to say about this video. You know, I have, a, you know, general thoughts about it. He's a goofy old fuck running his mouth about something he doesn't really know much about, trying to get a little bit of extra clout because he knows it's good for the company he works for. It'll help their ESG go up. So that's about it for that one. That being said, yeah, I absolutely agree with uh, Obama's base-ass brother here. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I have your James Madison, and I shall catch you later. Deuce. inside four walls i'm your boy shimoto now same shit different day right an indictment 
Ah, another indictment has come down, this time with the January 6th thing. We got him. Do they? Do they? Oh, sorry, guys. I, I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. And whenever I cover Trump, I lose subscribers on BitChute and Spotify and all these other platforms. And I get it. I really do. And, and, I'm, and I'm sorry. But, uh, look. If Trump's guilty, nobody wants him to go down for anything more than me. I'd be up here fucking dragging my nuts up and down on his face talking about what he did wrong. But at this point, I just kind of feel bad for the poor fucker. Especially if you're going to go after him with the January 6th thing. Something that, within hours of it happening, he was telling people to go home. He was tweeting, like, hey, stop it. This is over. Knock it off. What the hell's going on? And then he made a video saying, oh, you're very special. Go home. I love you. Please. Yo, oh, you're so special. Go home. Just go home with peace in our heart. With the, with the, with the side of law and order. You know, we're back the blue all the way, baby. Come on. With the, with, with, come on. Be safe. Be peaceful. You know, the fucking response we've all seen. It was goofy. And then we find out more and more, like, Ray Epps is being indicted. And there's a lot of stuff that suggests that he's a fucking fed now and all these documents. And, like, it's getting more and more likely by the day, especially if this goes to Discovery. And we'll see where that goes. And, you know, more and more people's identities coming forth. Like, oh, that's actually a federal employee. Oh, this person was on camera changing their outfits. Oh, this person was talking to cops on cameras. Like, the fed surrection uh, uh, angle is being more and more confirmed by the day. And that's something we've been talking about on this podcast since the day it happened, you know? It was very obviously a big setting, like, big glowy honeypot situation from the get-go. Now, they're going after Trump for it. Will it work out? Maybe not. Maybe so. I highly doubt it. At this point, it's another indictment, another fucking day over a different topic. Indictment one. In New York with Alvin Braggs, he goes home with more money, fundraises, makes multiple multiple millions of dollars in a short period of time. Second one happened, just to prove a point, he makes over $2 million in just under two hours and raises like a further $15 million. This indictment is another fundraising event for him. He's going to make millions and millions and millions of dollars on it. And again, every time he hopes to get mugshot, he hopes to get perp walked. Why? Because he said it himself, I'm going to put it on t-shirts. I'm going to put it on stickers, on mugs, everything. And right now, you know, like the not guilty mugshot they got of him, I don't want that t-shirt. It's only in white. If you if it came in black, I don't wear white shirts, man. I can wear any color, right? Any brightly colored or any darkly colored, doesn't matter. That outfit will be completely fine from the time I leave to do it with it and the time I come back with it. If I wear white, it will not be okay. I can wear all beige khakis and not get a single stain on them as soon as I wear anything white smear stain same thing like i i won't own a white car because anything you hit anything you drive through shows up on it like it's just it's bad omens you know where are they going with that i completely lost my uh train of thought unfortunately but moving on trump says doj has uh says he's been told he's quote target of doj six capital riot probe Oh, yeah, so if Trump sold his not guilty mugshot shirt in, like, a black, I'd probably buy it. Um, but I'm sure it, it, I would definitely buy it if it was a real mugshot. 
do you know how I've talked about before? Have I ever got the chance to like have a studio? Like, ever got big like ten years from now where the show like the show blows up or whatever the fuck? No hopes for it to do so, but if it does, that'd be kind of dope, right? I would totally do like the mug shots of American heroes, like, like people that like the like a lot of people in America shit on or been told to hate. Like, I'd have their mug shots up, like the Rosa Park mug shots. I'd have like I'd have the Trump mug shots if they were up. I'd have the John McAfee mug shots. I'd have the the Tim Allen mug shots, the Pablo Escobar mug shots. You know, I'd have all these people that I actually have respect for who are like seen as like these evil bad people, so on and so forth. But I'm like, no, the people who created the environment for them are actually the bad people. Like Pablo Escobar, that's solely created by the U.S. government. That's our bad. But y'all, you go ahead, hate them all you want. Oh yeah, Al Capone. Yeah, really a bad guy making sure that hardworking Americans, if they wanted to drink, could drink. How dare he? Yeah, it was really government's job to, to tell people they can drink alcohol, right? You know what I mean? Like, get the fuck out of here. So, again, I want that Trump mugshot. Trump wants that Trump mugshot. What's this about? Oh. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into all this. Anyway, this article is by Stephen Nelson, July 18th. 20th. Former President Donald Trump revealed Tuesday uh, that his attorneys had informed him that he is a target of a special of special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into the events surrounding the January 6, 2021 Capitol riot. I do like how it's right now. By the way, isn't it interesting with all the Ray Epps stuff? I, I pointed this out before. But with Ray, with Ray Epps, it's like, oh, he was at the January 6th protest, the January 6th rally, the January 6th Trump event. Like, it's like, come on. Come on. Anyone else gets, like, called a rioter, an insurrectionist, this is the January 6th riot. Like, eh, come on now. And that he is prepared for, quote, an arrest and indictment in the case. Trump, 77, is the frontrunner for the 2024 Republican presidential nominee. Uh, slightly not true. He's not just the front runner for the GOP. He's the front runner for the entire election going into 2024. A poll, we'll be getting into this in a separate recording today, or the episode after this actually will be about this. Trump is leading Biden and all other candidates, left, right, whatever, by double digits. That That poll comes out, and then within hours, this drops. Yeah, coincidence, I think not. If you notice, the last two came right after polls showed Trump in the lead ahead of everybody else. Trump in the lead here, Trump in the lead there, Trump breaking record fundraising there, so on and so forth. You know, Trump goes out to East Palestine, delivers water, takes care of the crowd. New York case. It's all... It's all a big witch hunt. And, and again, ha! Ah, if I can't have a country formed by the Constitution, then I w- if I can't have a government formed by the Constitution, restrained and obligated, restrained and operating and obligated to the Constitution and their oaths to said Constitution, then I do not have a government that I respect, and I will full, I will throw myself 100% into anarcho-capitalism. Absolutely. No doubt whatsoever. Murray Rothbard for fucking life. Anatomy of a State, guys. Great read. Highly recommended. It's the reason why a lot of schools don't have that in their libraries. But we're talking about that kind of shit, right? Anyway, when you do everything you can to paint this guy as the anti-state, anti-establishment candidate, you're going to make me vote for him. 
And then when he says, I know where all the swamps lie now. I know where all the bodies are. I fucked up in 2020. Or I fucked up in my first term. But, you know, I wanted to get reelected. And white glo- Like the very quote I used, white gloves. It's how he refers to what he did in the first term. I went in with white gloves. And then my second term, I'd have to worry about being reelected. The gloves were going to come off. That's why things like Schedule F, which would have fired like 55.9% of the government uh, appointed staff overnight, would have fired them, was scheduled to take over or to happen like following his reelection. So, no, he had big plans for the second term, you know. And again, think about it. I, I don't know. I give Trump a lot more credit when you say, oh, he didn't drain the swamp. Sure, but he recessed the waters. And there's so many people that solely because of Trump, we look at them so much more differently now than we ever did beforehand that's solely thanks to trump Mitt romney all these guys and a large reason why they are also side note here the main reason why they're attacking robert kennedy jr so much is because they're worried robert kennedy jr will do the same thing trump did to the gop to the dnc or to the dems in general kicking the door in saying these are the things you should actually be worried about war is never the solution and allowing it to be state, big government versus little government. The bipolar argument that is actually the natural argument and party arguments this country should be arguing around and having. You know, so this is, you know, these are the two people. And I've said before, if Ron DeSantis is the 2024 GOP nominee, I am going to vote Robert Kennedy Jr. I really like the Ramaswamy. And the only thing that makes me vote RFK Jr., even with all the issues I have with him, and again, I have more in common with RFK Jr. than I have not in common with him, for what it's worth. Guns and pro-life and fossil fuels and green energy and global warming, climate change are all things we are very different viewpoints on. But Trump and RFK Jr. have been harmed. They have personal beef with the establishment they're facing down right now. Vivek Ramaswamy, you know, he as much as he says all this good stuff, and he's probably the most populist, and honestly, I, I think he, you know, probably the best candidate we got running right now is probably Vivek Ramaswamy, but it's harder to believe his promises of dismantling anything when he hasn't really, you know, he was benefiting from the pandemic because he was running a pharmaceutical company that was giving kickbacks and then he was like what we're doing here is immoral and I'm leaving and he sold his share sold his company and left started up a smaller version of it and now he he's running for president you know he went from and and he has a lot of big donors who really like him and a lot of people I really like like him you know so you know, he, he went from an area where he was being rewarded and liked to another field where he's being widely liked and rewarded. He just hasn't had to suffer. He hasn't been the target of any real attack. He's not being taken seriously as a candidate the same way RFK and Trump are. RFK, his family's been murdered by this state, by this machine, the cathedral as I call it. And Trump, his family's been harassed by its acolytes and the bishops. And I've broken this down before. Sin Media, right? Part of the reason why the company was named that is because we're sitting against the cathedral. You have its uh, profligators who are the mainstream media and, they're, and they're, they're the acolytes. They're the disciples going in and chanting the word 
of the cathedral handed down from the Pope, who is whoever is in charge of the deep state. I mean, at this point, I lean towards more towards it being like Klaus Schwab. Susan Rice dumped jump ships. So I'm like, oh, well, what the fuck? But a lot of the stuff Biden's doing is completely in line with what the World Economic Forum wants done. So Klaus Schwab, you know, would be the Pope of this system right now. It's been Henry Kissinger before, but it, it changes, just like the Pope in the Vatican does. And then you have, like, the bishops, who are, are, are all these, you know, these crazy politicians who go out and do whatever the state tells them to do, these swampy governors and shit. You know, so it's a real whole, it's a whole system. And this cathedral harassed and hounded Trump's family, leaked private voicemails, made it so Trump couldn't trust anyone around him. And just the amount of suffering brought upon the two, you know, I'm, I just, I, uh, I feel like if I, if my main concern is seeing this system as dismantled as possible, I think these are my two best candidates to go with to do it. But Vic Ramaswamy, I will see him in 2028. I hope. I really like him. But no, Trump is leading everybody, and that's why you're seeing, seeing what you're seeing right now. So when he gets into it, it says presidential nominee. Nomination and decried the so- decried on social media. <gasps> Truth social, by the way. What he called a witch hunt and election interference in his bid for a rematch against President Biden. Quote, wow, on Sunday night, while I was with my family having just arrived from a turning point event in Florida, where I won a straw poll against all other Republican candidates, with 87, 85.7%, with all polls showing me leading in the Republican primary by a very substantial number. Numbers. Almost everyone predicting that I will be the Republican nominee for president and... <coughs> sorry. And as I am leading Democrat Joe Biden in the polls by a lot, horrifying news for our country was given to given to me by my attorneys, Trump wrote. Deranged Jack, quote, Deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor, with, sorry, with all the Canadian smoke, man, my throat, I can't do the impressions like I, I usually would be. You know I love my impressions. I, I do them for your amusement and mine. Uh, quote, Deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Biden's DOJ, sent a letter again, and I felt better a second ago, but then I started to get a sore throat again from all the recording. It was Saturday night, starting, uh, stating, Yep, stating that I am a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation, giving me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which almost always means arrest and indictment. Again, will he be perp-walked? Will he be in handcuffs? Will he be fingerprinted? I doubt it, because they know just as much as anyone else paying attention to this that Trump wants that to happen. Trump wants that kind of attention. It gives them all the look at this, and if they fingerprint him, it's gonna add a, a new. Well, they didn't fingerprint him before. They didn't mugshot him before. Oh my God! Send him more money, guys. We need to support him even harder. And then tons of people suffering through the Biden economy will flood a multi-billionaire with their hard-earned money. You know what I mean? Again, if I'm not just gonna donate to the Trump campaign, offer me some merch that I like, I'll buy it. You know, I'm already gonna cop me the MAGA hat for this time around. You know, I'm already gonna cop me that. Right, offer me merch, buddy. I'm not just gonna throw money at any campaign or anything, you know. Trump added, quote, So now Joe Biden's Attorney General Merrick Garland, 
who I turned down for the United States Supreme Court in retrospect based on his corrupt and unethical actions, a very wise decision, together with Joe Biden's Department of Justice, have effectively issued a third indictment and arrest uh, and arrest of Joe Biden's number one political opponent who is largely dominating him in the race for the presidency. Nothing like this has ever happened in our country before or even close. It's unclear what precisely Trump would be charged with in relation to the events of January 6th, though possibilities include obstruction of official proceeding, conspiracy to commit election fraud by authorizing a slate of fake electors to, yeah, uh, and I like how I, it's fair to put fake in quotations because they weren't fake electors. They were actually like precinct delegates and various other small local representatives sent by various other states to cast an alternative vote if they had to. It's not that they were fake. It's just the question is were they needed there or not? You know, like did Pence have this power to overturn the say or not? And the and people were saying that Pence had the ability to call for a halt of the certification to uh, under the guise of pending investigation, which, as far as I know, he did. But my audience is very smart and resourceful, and on topics both from religion to history, have been very. Uh, uh, either humble or very braggadocious in correcting me in the comments below. So if I miss anything, please, I appreciate you guys in the comments below. And, and I know I, I say I'm going to give shout-outs to people. And I usually do, but sometimes with the way I work in local obligations, my small local elected area that I'm dealing with here, I, I, I miss giving people shout-outs. And I don't mean to do it. I'm really sorry. But continuing on. Fake electors to pledge their votes to him or knowingly soliciting money under false pretenses by claiming to need fundraising for legal challenges. Again, it, can you prove that that money didn't go towards legal challenges? Trump told thousands of supporters to gather near the White House on the day the riot, uh, on the day of the riot that he wanted them to march on Congress to protest the he uh, and help reverse his loss as legislators met to formally court the result of the Electoral College. Trump also urged Vice President Mike Pence to attempt to unilaterally reject swing state electors, which Pence refused to do. Again, did he have the authority to do that? Did he not? I've heard both sides of that argument very well, and I just don't know well enough to say for certain myself or not. And you know, if I felt cocky enough to do it, I would have said it. A wild mob of Trump supporters fought with police, forced their way into the Capitol, and ransacked the building. Three, while staying in the three little lines. I understand windows were broken and stuff, too. I'm, I'm being a little funny here with that. Uh, three Trump fans died of medical emergencies, and another, Ashley Babbitt, 36, was fatally shot by a cop as she climbed through a busted-out internal window. Dubious reporting there. Uh, first off, veteran Ashley Babbitt. And second off, she was talking to an armed guard through a hole in the door, and then she was shot. But the footage we have and the... In and, you know, the information we have on that is just as fair as anyone else's. A Capitol Police officer, Brian Sicknick himself, a Trump voter, died following a stroke. Uh, yeah, but had nothing to do with it. The stroke was completely unrelated to what happened on January 6th. Uh, multiple autopsies showed that, and even his family said the same thing. Until they received money nah, uh, and started saying the opposite. Allegedly, allegedly of course. It won't be Alex Jones' story here. Let's see. Uh, following a stroke, and at least four other police officers and three rioters involved 
in the clashes died by suicide. Some of the some of the rioters died in solitary confinement where they killed themselves. So I don't know if that's what they mean, but that is something that did happen. Trump often emphasizes that he told the crowd to march peacefully and patriotically, but his critics note that he also told them to fight like hell and remain silent during the initial hours of the riot. Two things about that. One, fight like hell is a metaphor. It's a saying. It's been around forever. You know, when I... Shit, dude. When I was doing shit in high school football, bro. Like summer football type deal. But anyway, fight like hell is something our coach would say to us at the end of every like pep talk slash workout session or pre-training session before a game is that we were going to go out there and fight like hell it's not that uncommon george washington even said it when crossing before crossing the delaware or after crossing the delaware furthermore the riot at the capitol building was happening happened an hour before trump had finished talking trump talked for about just just a little trump had been walked up on stage and I don't remember all the layout, but there had been about 25 minutes of dialogue before Trump actually had finished speaking. I actually started speaking because him and some other people on stage were talking to each other and the crowd before Trump solely addressed the crowd. And then, halfway through his speech, people had started to breach the building. By the time Trump finished, uh, it people had already been into the building before Trump had finished, essentially what all this comes down to. Trump started tweeting things out on his way to... It's assumed the White House, and then he filmed a video on the back lawn, on, on the back steps of the White House, telling his supporters to go home. So again, nothing about uh, again when this goes to it. All this is going to do is put more normies on it because I know normies. Every time this kind of shit happens, they get all excited and they all tune in as closely as possible, just to get let down, and they're like, "Well, what happened?" And then my big smug grinning ass is there to tell them what happened. But moving on. Uh, has nothing to do with this. Yes, I don't think. Trump has been arrested in New York uh, City over 2016 hush money payments, and then in Miami, where he is charged. <coughs> sorry, uh, with crimes related to the mishandling of classified records. Ah, uh, what's going on down here? The Justice Department says it arrested 1,069 alleged uh, participants in the riots. And many of them have been sentenced to prison uh, terms for crimes including assaulting police. Mostly misdemeanors for trespassing. Trump has been arrested twice so far. First in New York City in April under the novel business records falsification theory brought by Manhattan District uh, Attorney Alvin Braggs over the 2016 hush money payments. And then in Miami in June where Smith charged Trump with crimes related to the mishandling of classified records and now with the January 6th thing. Trump may face a fourth criminal prosecution on state charges in Georgia, where the authorities are investigating his attempt to reverse the Biden's roughly one, roughly twelve thousand dollar vote victory, or twelve thousand vote victory, uh, in the Peach State. My apologies. But just a part. Let me give me one second here. All right, I refreshed the page. It just seems like there's something wrong with this uh, page on the New York Post. Moving on. Uh, the Justice Department's press office referred uh, the post to Smith's spokesperson, Peter Kerr. Oh, what the hell? Ah, oh, that sucks. My big tub of incense just fell over. Oops. Oh, well. Moving on. Uh, Kerr, who declined to comment on Trump's statement, 
the unprecedented criminal charges against the former against the former president haven't hurt Trump's status as GOP frontrunner. The real clear politics polling average currently shows him with a 33.5% point average over Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Trump's campaign says it raised $10 million within five days of, sorry, of him facing charges in New York and another $6.6 million within six days of classified documents charges in Miami. Trump and Biden are essentially tied in real clear politics national popularity vote average, which... Uh, would likely mean a victory by Republicans in the Electoral College. Allies of the former president accuse prosecutors of being biased against him while giving far greater deference to Biden and his family. Trump supporters note that Smith's wife, uh, Katie Kaverny, worked as a uh, producer on a Gazi Michelle Obama on a Gazi Net, uh, Obama, uh, Michelle Obama Netflix documentary called Becoming and donated 2000 to Biden's 2020 campaign simp two IRS whistleblowers who investigated the first son Hunter Biden for tax fraud and related crimes are scheduled to testify Wednesday to the House Oversight Committee about an alleged cover-up in the case featuring uh, preferential treatment and roadblocks from President Biden's appointees. The Oversight Committee also is investigating an FBI informant's claim that the Ukraine businessman paid $5 million apiece in bribes to Joe and Hunter Biden during the Obama-Biden administration. Republicans are demanding to know what, if anything, the FBI did to investigate the claim. Hunter Biden is scheduled to appear in court next week for the first time since he agreed to plead, uh, to plead guilty last month. Yeah, after taking a sweetheart deal, the fucking State Department broke it, the DOJ broke its arm to give him. And throwing all sorts of presidents out the window to do so in the process, by the way. By throwing out, like, the most pressing charges. Uh, the two misdemeanor tax fraud charges and a gun felony. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how about you or I lie on a tax form to the IRS and lie about being a felon and a junkie on a gun document and see if we only get, like, a light misdemeanor sentence, right? Let, let, let's see what he gets, right? Go fuck yourself. Uh, that will be expunged after he completes prohibition. Yeah, he'll be baptized, clean, cleansed of all of his crimes by the fucking cathedral. The IRS whistleblower said Hunter was allowed to run the clock on serious tax charges related to millions in foreign income earl, uh, earned while his father was vice president. And critics note he also managed to avoid charges for potential money laundering and violations of the Foreign Agents Relations Act. Or Foreign Agents Restri- Registrations Act, or uh, what's it called, uh, FARA? FARA. One of the whistleblowers, IRS supervi- uh, supervisory agent Gary Shapley, alleges the Justice Department prosecutors sought to block tax inve- uh, investigations from looking at the Biden's poten- Joe Biden's potential role in his son's dealings. In countries such as China and Ukraine, despite communications describing the elder Biden as involved and even, uh, yeah, penciled into the cut, yeah. A different special counsel, Robert Hur, yeah, the big guy gets 10%, you know, 
Robert Hur is investigating uh, President Biden's improper storage of classified documents from his vice presidency and Senate years. After those records were... Yeah, by the way, this guy was appointed by Durham, for what it's worth. So make of that what you will. Durham got results. Maybe this guy will, too. It was just a very slow two-and-a-half, three-ish year process. After those records were found in November uh, through earlier this year at his pre-presidency uh, personal office in D.C. and at his Delaware home, including his Wilmington garage next to his Corvette, not to mention the Penn-Biden uh, Center for Diplomacy, the think tank, with a lot of CCP activity related to it. Uh, her investigation has featured uh, a few leaks to the media, and the lack of apparent investigative steps has drawn attention from legal observers with George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley writing, quote, uh, writing that, quote, it would be reassuring to see some proof of life in the investigation. Now, to be fair, we said the exact same thing about the Durham probe, and we got results from it. It just took a minute. You know, we got results eventually. It's just, you know, it's a slow go. Is it too slow to be beneficial? Well, we'll see. Let's look at some comments real quick. By AZ Cactus Pete. Let's make a deal. Trump quits and goes back to uh, uh, goes back to Mira, whatever. I think you mean Miralago, or Mar-a-Lago, whatever. And is forever pardoned from any prior transgression. Biden says no more after this term and signs a document that uh, to that effect, and is given a medical treatment he needs. And we start over. I don't even like your plan, honestly. KCR says nope. Too late for for deals that Trump was already uh, fired after just one term and will be in jail soon. Biden will be serving two presidential terms. Big fucking doubt on that. I don't think Biden's going to serve a second term on here. But uh, Aaron Bell says no. Trump was elected twice. He deserves a second term. America needs him. Don't fully agree with that either. I, I think uh, the New York Times Magazine lays out fully how Trump lost that election. But that being said... This has been Inside Four Walls. Everyone is James Madison. And what do you think will come of this investigation? Anything if anything new or do you think it's the same shit, different day? Same song and dance. That being said, I've been your James Madison, and I shall talk to you guys later. Now I gotta use the uh, little side... Sleepy Joe heard Hunter got away with just a slap on the wrist. Must be nice having the Justice Department in your back pocket. Well, Donnie, the Injustice Department has a certain ring to it. But hey, at least my son isn't facing a life sentence like you'll be getting for your next parking ticket. At least I'll win the meter maid vote. (laughs) Hey, welcome back. And this is a follow-up to the, uh... Last story about Trump's looming possible, most likely indictment. Another one, right? Like like the great wise prophet Khaled once said, Another one.
another one. Thought you were smart. Anyway, Gates set to introduce bills to defund Jack Smith's investigation into Trump. This article is by Edin Valilovas, breaking news reporter over at the Washington Examiner. Now, this article is from July 18th. Let's get right into it. Rep. Matt Gates, Republican from Florida, plans to introduce a bill to defund special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into former President Trump. Quote, the House of Representatives needs to take actions to defund this special counsel's investigation immediately, Gates told. Ah, pardon me. Gates said Tuesday on his podcast, Firebrand, adding the House doesn't have to wait for, quote, appropriations process or, quote, the Holum rule. Quote, they are attacking our, uh, dem- oh, why would you say that? We don't. We're not a democracy. I, I I hate when the left says it, but I expect it from them. But when somebody like Gates, somebody I like, says that's stupid shit, we're not a democracy. We're a republic. And again, I don't know. As much as I know this investigation is bullshit and this looming prosecution is absolute bullshit, I say let it happen. It's been nothing besides beneficial for Trump, and we'll see what happens if he ever actually does get thrown behind bars. At this point, I'm very skeptical on the possibility of Trump being thrown behind bars, but watch. As soon as you really rule that out as a possibility, something wild could happen. I don't really put anything... We we live in a day and age where principle and precedent mean nothing, and people will test the boundaries as much as possible. There's the three-generational wealth cycle. We are the fourth and fifth generation of this country. And we are quickly losing it as a third generation, roughly the boomers, you know, set forward the motion. Not all of them, but a good chunk of them. You know, weak parenting from that point onward led us to where we are now. There's a lot of other issues. That's just one uh, particular thing, you know. It's just thinking about it, you know. What generation of American are we on now? And where are we at? How long have these rules set unchallenged? And now here they are, you know wasting of taxpayer uh, funds on bullshit investigations and indictments to stop somebody from running for president. Not for any other reason. No, it it is very fascinating. On one hand, I could see why you'd want to halt this, but on the other hand, let it happen. Because it's going to seem, you know, targeted either way, and, you know, fine, play their game all you want. But, you need to be prepared to defend and explain why it's different. So let's continue on, shall we? Quote, They are attacking our democracy and endangering and engaging in election interference right now. Now, you could say they're they're attacking our democratic processes. Now, sure, it may be a bit more accurate. But you're off the cuff. You're on your own podcast right now. You're not in, you know, your your room setting law. You know, you're not in the halls of Congress right now. So I understand it. You're a little off the cuff. Me talking about news is a little bit less organized than it is on the show. You know, I'm, I'm more willing to be hyperbolic off mic than I am on mic, you know, so I get it, I get it, but just saying, uh, right, continuing the quote, in election interference right now, and if the United States Congress does not have the capability to stop the election interference, then what is all the flowery uh, oratory about preserving the republic? Well, there we go, all right, we got there in the end. Gates said, quote, we have to operationalize that. Trump is currently the subject of two department 
two Department of Justice investigations, one regarding the January 6th Capitol riot, and the other, which he was charged last month for his alleged mishandling of classified documents that were recovered from his Mar-a-Lago home. Smith has led the inquiry into Trump since he was appointed by Attorney General Merrick Garland in November 2022 to investigate the former president's role in the Capitol riot and potential efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Again, are you going to look back at Al Gore and George Bush in 2000? Are you going to look at Hillary Clinton the Steele dossier in 2016? Careful playing these games because one day you're going to lose the reins of powers and all this precedent and boundary breaking you've done will haunt you. I'm just saying. I've never seen someone twist the fabric of reality and not snap back at them. Who said that? That's not my quote. But anyway. Trump posted on Truth Social that he received a letter from Smith notifying him that he is a target of Washington, D.C.-based grand jury investigation. Durant Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ, sent a letter again. <clears throat> it was Sunday night, stating that I am the target of the January 6th grand jury investigation. Trump posted on Tuesday morning. Gates said the bill is being introduced because the investigation is electoral is election interference and the doj has the lack has a lack of transparency towards congress regarding the inquiry quote i have sent correspondence to the attorney general and i want to know who's on, who's on the jack smith's team gates said gates sent a letter to garland last month asking the doj to keep uh, keep and produce all records from smith's office demanding access to a staff to a staff and phone list of the employees hired by Smith or assigned to the office. Gates requested the documents be provided to Congress by July 7th and claimed the DOJ has, sent has been unresponsive in meeting his demands. Quote, So, because the Department of Justice has been non-responsive on my request for reasonable information, that a member of the Judiciary Committee is absolutely entitled to, because this is election interference. Because it is not predicated on what we all saw as a nation. President Trump said, we have to stop sending money to this. Gates said, quote, the power of the purse is not some intermittent thing that we wield every year and a half or every fiscal cycle, Gates said. It's something that we have to wield day in and day out, to achieve victory for our people and to stop this. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree. Again, you know, if uh, if everyone quit paying taxes all at once, they wouldn't have any money to come after you for not paying your taxes. I'm just saying, but that being said, this is going to wrap up this short episode of Inside Four Walls right here, and I shall talk to you guys again shortly. create a new virus to keep everyone healthy and safe using science it's like magic but with evil first we put on our protective suits then 
placed the virus near the five wireless fake news media hubs. This is the least scientific thing I've ever seen. Stop attacking science. Now, it's a simple matter of enhancing the virus's fear factor. Walensky, play this Lady Gaga disc backwards. Yes, Lord Fauci. Rise from the dead in the name of Satan. Meanwhile, I'll get a spare Covatron board out of this mechanical goat. Seriously, this could not seem less scientific. working. His bullshit module's booting back up. Fauci. Bats. Deadlier. Mandates. He's still a bit Wuhan. Lockdown. New normal. Boosters. Unvaccinated or domestic terrorists. I've gained my function. I'm alive! Oh. Hey! Covitron's back! Yeah. Hail science! This is 153 pages of the confidential agreement between Moderna and the U.S. government. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to 2015. What? Jason, what was happening in 2015? Uh, Frankenstein coronavirus. That's right. The same time Dr. Barrick and Dr. Xi published their paper on the new Frankenstein coronavirus. In fact, let's skip down to page 104. It shows that the NIH and Moderna were collaborating with Dr. Barrick. Wow. His signature is on page 106 of the material transfer agreement. But let's get back up to the top of this specific agreement. The NIH appears to be transferring the mRNA tech to Dr. Barrick. But look what they want to make clear. Quote, mRNA coronavirus vaccine candidates developed and jointly owned by the NIAID and Moderna. Mm. I'm sorry. Mm? I mean, I've seen ulterior motives before, but usually you see them coming. Did you know that the government co-owns the vaccine? Oh, by the way, this is not part of the Trump's thing. This is, this is not part of that. This is 2015. Mm. The same government that is now mandating its use owns the vaccine. Mm. It's kind of wild. Just the other day we were talking about Fauci, and I was like, I wonder whatever happened to him after his little, you know, part of the end of the world was over. And like that, the universe heard me and gave us an update. Anthony Fauci accused of perjury. Former White House doctor lied under oath about funding gain-of-function research in China, which is feared to have started COVID pandemic, Republican senator claims. Now, this is an interesting article. Where does this go somewhere? Let's see. Lately, both sides have been pretty active in bringing cases forward, something both sides have been very hesitant to do over the years. And now, it seems like just as many people on the left are being dragged in to testify as people on the right are being dragged in to testify.
something could come of this. And it's Rand Paul, someone who's basically pulling the reins of the Freedom Caucus with Matt Smith and a few other people. So let's see what happens. <sighs> Pardon me. Senator Rand Paul has reiterated calls for Fauci's testimony to be investigated. Emails from Fauci to scientists about COVID's origins were released last week. Read more. Lab leak condemning scientists believed it was highly likely to be a lab leak. By Caitlin Tilly. This article came out on the 17th. Let's get into it. Dr. Anthony Fauci was tonight accused of lying under oath over his knowledge of dangerous virus research in China, which is feared to have caused the pandemic. DailyMail.com can reveal Senator Rand Paul and Republican, a Republican from Kentucky wrote to Attorney General Merrick Garland last week calling for an investigation into whether Dr. Fauci, 82 years old, committed perjury when he testified in front of the Senate committee in 2021. Uh, archive footage of it is on both the BitChute and... Actually, it's on all platforms now that I think about it. That was back when I did it on every platform besides just BitChute and Rumble. Uh, in the showdown with Republicans, including Senator Rand Paul, in July that year, Dr. Fauci testified that his former, uh, quote, has not ever and does not now find, uh, fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Dr. Fauci was the former uh, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, NIAID, until the end of 2021. Well, he was in there. He got in there originally in the 60s. Lyndon B. Johnson swore him in. I swear to God, fact check me. That's fun. Lyndon B. Johnson swore him. He's been in that long. Moving on. He was responsible for signing off on the research grant. Yet, newly released emails dated February 1st, 2021, showed Fauci acknowledged that scientists in Wuhan University are known to have been working on gain-of-functions. Experiments to determine that uh, molecular mechanisms associated with bat viruses adapting to human infection and the outbreak originated in Wuhan. Perjury in a federal offense. Uh, perjury is a federal offense that carries up to five years in prison. While the emails show that Fauci was aware of gain of function going on in the lab, he never admitted that the NIH funded it. But the Government Accountability Office (GAO) determined last month that the Wuhan Institute of Virology and Wuhan University did receive NIH funding, Senator Rand Paul said in the letter to Gar uh, A.G. Garland. Uh, let's read what we got right here. Uh, from Fauci Anthony, NIH, NIAID, date February 1st, 2020, at 11.58 p.m. To Grisby Garrett, H-H-S-O-S-O-G-A, Harrison Bryan, HHS, ISO, uh, CC, Kerr Lawrence, HHS, OS, OGA, uh, Cadillac Roberts, OS, ASPR, uh, IO, and Collins, Fran and Francis Collins of the NIH. Folks, <laughs> okay, I'm not doing that. Folks, the call with Jeremy Farrer. Welcome Trust went very well. Francis Collins joined, and 
there were several highly credible scientists, including and in addition to two that I spoke with last night. God damn, he emails the way he talks. On the call with ex with expertise in evolutionary biology, one point to make clear is that this was brought up uh, brought up on the task force call. Most of the rumors that are going around relate to the virus. All of the scientists on our call felt that this was not credible, and they dismissed it as the two did last night. It is not that they were cons. It is not. Oops, sorry. That is not what they were concerned about. They were concerned about the fact that upon viewing the sequences of several uh, isolates of the N Cove, oh, which is COVID-19 strain, there were mutations in the virus that would be most unusual to have evolved naturally in the bats, and that there was a suspicious that this suspicion that this mutation was initially inserted, quote, the suspicion was highlighted by the fact that scientists in Wuhan University are known to have been working on gain of function. Oopsie doopsie, in 2021, in, or sorry, in February, early 2020, when all this was just starting to happen and kick off in 2020, he knew this was gain of function, and he went on to lie about it, folks. Gain-of-function research to determine the molecular mechanisms associated with bat viruses adapting to human infection and the outbreak originated in Wuhan. Upon considerable discussion, some of the scientists felt more strongly about this possibility, but two others felt differently. They felt it was entirely conceivable that this could have evolved naturally, even though these mutations have never been seen in the bat virus before. The reasons for each side of the argument are too complicated to bother you with. Or you, apparently. Bottom line is that they all agree with my strong suggestion to gather an even larger group under the auspices of... Whew, of an internationally credible organization. That would probably be the WHO in this context. After some discussion, they all felt that, yep, that the WHO, <laughs> didn't even read this before and I knew that was coming up, WHO would be the most appropriate uh, conveyor of such a group, and that the scientific experts be broadly representative of a global scientific community. Jeremy Farrer and Francis Collins will contact Tedros and ask him to do this. They hope to in uh, initiate this in the next day or so. They pass no judgment at all, and, uh, at all at this point, and feel that the group's mandate should be quote, "What are the evolutionary origins of the 2019 COVID virus? Important for the future risk assessment and understanding of animal-human coronaviruses." In this way, there is no assumption of foul play or guilt on anyone. That's ironic in hindsight. Part and merely an intense scientific look at the evolutionary origins of this virus. Where, at, where that leads remains to be seen. Happy to chat with any of you about this. Best regards, Tony. Go fuck yourself. On July 13, 2023, the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic released the email sent by Dr. Fauci about a conference call regarding the origins of COVID attended by Dr. Fauci and Dr. Francis Collins. 
former director of the National Human uh, Genome Research Institute and other researchers, in one email. Dr. Fauci admits to the scientists had concerns that COVID might have been genetically engineered and that there were worsening that they were worsening by the fact that the gain of function research was taking place in Wuhan at the Wuhan pandemic uh, before the pandemic. Sorry. Gain of function research is medical research that genetically alters a virus to make it more deadly or infectious to try and get ahead of natural mutations. Uh, that might occur. Yeah, or you might engineer your own fucking demise. Who knows? At the hearing in July, Fauci uh, stated that the NIH has never and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Paul said in the committee chamber, Quote, and yet, gain-of-function research was done entirely in the Wuhan Institute by Dr. Shi Zengli and was funded by the NIH, he said. Paul then cites a paper by the WIV scientist titled Discovery of a Rich Gene Pool of Bat SARS-Related Coronaviruses Provides New Insights into the Origins of SARS-Coronavirus. The paper specifically talks about ongoing efforts to produce a, uh, chim a chimeric coronavirus. Alex Jones is one of his many words, chimeric. Which means it has been altered by man, otherwise known as gain of function. It also details, Paul noted, that the NIH was the source of funding for that research. We'll watch these videos here in a second. Paul asserted that the research recorded in the paper explicitly matches the definition of gain-of-function research. This paper, quote, this paper was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain of command as not being gain-of-function, Fauci insisted. Remember, people, he hired and funded many of which have been fired and discredited since. But the newly released email show Fauci referring to the research by scientists at the Wuhan University of gain-of-function as gain-of-function experts, so yeah. Yeah, see what I mean? Hand-selected, right? Dr. Shi Zengali, also known as Bat Lady, a leading virologist based at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, spent years researching bat coronaviruses with the aim of identifying those with the potential to infect people. Both she and Beijing itself have vehemently and publicly denied uh, the possibility that COVID could have emerged from experiments carried out at a lab. Yeah, but remember, they're so confident it come from them that if Biden was to look at it, Xi Jinping said, oh, I will fucking hit you where it hurts. I will start war. That will be considered an act of aggression. True story. I'll leave a link to this article as well as some past episodes I've done about this very topic in the description below if you want to know more about this. There's been a lot more uh, to the unfolding COVID origin story than what's actually talked about in here, to be completely fair and honest with you. Oops, let me get back to where I was. There we go. For example, multiple defectors coming out and saying that this was a bioweapon that was meant to affect uh, athletes and they would take it home to their countries. It wasn't meant to, to harm healthy people. But it was meant to spread amongst the population and ideally cripple militaries. 
and it said it had a backwards effect where it was hyper weaponized against people of Asian uh, descent and origin. Something to do with the, uh, something that, like, like their type of blood cell. I don't know the specifics of it. Not my uh, field of research. Uh, John Campbell, Dr. John Campbell can help you with that better. I recommend looking into him. Um... Uh, the, the laundry list of, of what's come out about COVID since then is, is, is deeper than this. And we may never truly get to the bottom of it. But let's continue on. Uh, Dr. Zengali, granted, uh, graduated from the Wuhan University in 1987 with a bachelor's degree in genetics and received her master's degree from the Wuhan Institute of Virology in 1999. Last month, the Government Accountability Office, GAO, determined that the Wuhan Institute of Virology and Wuhan University received NIH funding, Senator Paul said in his letter to the attorney Garland. It said, quote, The report noted that NIH funded the WIV's project, understanding the risks of bat coronavirus emergence and including genetic experiments to combine naturally occurring bat coronaviruses with SARS and MERS viruses, resulting in uh, hybridized coronavirus strains. GAO also funded the NIH uh, and I found that the NIH funded the Wuhan University's collaboration with the WIV on <laughs> it'd be once Wuhan Institute of Virology, by the way, WIV on the viral detection of the Wuhan provenance. DailyMail.com has reached out to Fauci via NIAID for comment as uh, as the former head of the NIH, Fauci presided over the allocation of taxpayer-funded grants for virus-enacting research at the WIV years before the pandemic began. A federal watchdog found that the NIH did not effectively monitor those experiments or check whether they involved pathogens with pandemic risk. But there has still been no direct evidence for natural or synthetic origin, which has left officials divided on the over the issue. The emergency department, the energy department, FBI, and several other de- de- uh, committees believe the virus leaked from a lab, pointing to a number of coincidences and indirect evidence. The WIV, one of the top bat virus hubs in the world, is located at the epicenter of the original COVID outbreak. Yeah, right? Because, gee, I wonder where moved the glowing red Rudolph nose on the fucking map, perhaps. Outbreak and suffered several security and infection control breaches before the pandemic. The lab housed viruses considered COVID closeted closets. Are you COVID's closest known relatives? And its research involved genetically engineering different strains to see how they would infect humans. However, however, several other intelligence agencies maintain that the virus was transferred from animals to humans in a natural spillover event. Advocates of the natural or of natural origin point to an early cluster of cases at an animal slaughter market just eight miles from the WIV, where animals were known to harbor COVID, such as raccoon dogs, hedgehogs, and rats, and were known to be uh, in squalid conditions. Uh, possible idea. Some lab employee was told throw away these uh, test-subject bats. He's like, well, you know, these bats were raised in captivity. They look fairly healthy. I'll sell them to the market. They go down to the wet market and sell it. 
you know, both, there's, there's, a, there's a chance both are right. You know, it can also have come from the market and a lab at the same time because if someone was taking bats and selling them from, taking them from the lab and selling them in the black market, then that is still a lab leak. And the black market is encompassed in it. Now, again, maybe that's just somebody who tends to think the truth might lie a little bit more in the middle at times. But that being said, let's hop over here. Uh, we're kind of at the uh, end of this article. <laughs> To the actual article here because I live on archive.today, so let's watch these real quick. Dr. Fauci, we don't know whether the pandemic have in Wuhan or evolved naturally, but we should want to know. Three million people have died from this pandemic, and that should cause us to explore all possibilities. Instead, government authorities, self-interested in continuing gain-of-function research, say there's nothing to see here. Gain-of-function research, as you know, is juicing up naturally occurring animal viruses to infect humans. To arrive at the truth, the U.S. government should admit that the Wuhan Virology Institute was experimenting to enhance the coronavirus's ability to infect humans. Juicing up super viruses is not new. Scientists in the U.S. have long known how to mutate animal viruses to infect humans. For years, Dr. Ralph Barrick, a virologist in the U.S., has been collaborating with Dr. Shi Zengli of the Wuhan Virology Shi Institute, Zengli. sharing his discoveries about how to create super viruses. This gain-of-function research has been funded by the NIH. The collaboration between the U.S. and the Wuhan Virology Institute continues. Doctors Barrick and Xi worked together to insert bat virus spike protein into the backbone of the deadly SARS virus and then used this man-made supervirus to infect human airway cells. Think about that for a moment. The SARS virus had a 15% mortality. We're fighting a pandemic that has about a 1% mortality. Can you imagine if a SARS virus that's been juiced up and had viral proteins added to it, to the spike protein, if that were released accidentally? Dr. Fauci, do you still support funding of the NIH funding of the lab in Wuhan? Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entire, entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute Do they fund Dr. Barrick? We do not fund... Do you fund gain Dr. Barrick's gain-of-function research? D Dr. Barrick does not do gain-of-function research, and if it is, it's according to the guidelines, and it is being conducted in North Carolina, not You don't think in inserting China. a bat virus spike protein that he got from the Wuhan Institute into the SARS virus is gain-of-function? That is not... a minority because at least 200 scientists have signed a statement from the Cambridge Working yeah. Group saying that it is gain-of-function. Well, it is not. And if you look at the grant... Oh, what's going on? Give me one second, guys. Dr. Fauci. Okay. Right about here. Sorry about that, guys. Got to figure it out. It would have been irresponsible of us if we did not investigate the bat viruses and the serology to see who might have been or, infected. Or perhaps it would be irresponsible to send it to the Chinese government that we may not be able to trust with this uh, knowledge and with this uh, incredibly dangerous viruses. Government scientists like yourself who favor gain-of-function research. I don't favor gain-of-function research in China. You are saying things that are not correct. Government defenders of gain-of-function, such as yourself, say that COVID-19 uh, mutations were random and not designed by man. But interestingly, the technique that Dr. Barrick developed forces mutations by serial passage through cell culture that the mutations appear to be natural. 
In fact, Dr. Barrick named the technique the noceum technique because the mutations appear naturally. Nicholas Baker of the New York Magazine said nobody would know if the virus had been fabricated in a laboratory or grown in nature. Government authorities in the U.S., including yourself, unequivocally deny that COVID-19 could have escaped a lab. But even Dr. Xi in Wuhan wasn't so sure. According to Nicholas Baker, Dr. Xi wondered, could this new virus have come from her own laboratory? She checked her records frantically and found no matches. That really took a load off my mind, she said. I had not slept for days. The director of the gain-of-function research in Wuhan couldn't sleep because she was terrified that it might be in her lab. Dr. Barrick, an advocate of gain-of-function research, admits the main problem that the Institute of Virology has is the outbreak occurred in close proximity. What are the odds? Barrick responded, could you rule out a laboratory escape? The answer in this case is probably not. Will you in front of this group categorically say that the COVID-19 could not have occurred through serial passage in a laboratory? I do not have any accounting of what the Chinese may have done, and I'm fully in favor of any further investigation of what went on in China. However, I will repeat again, the NIH and NIAID categorically has not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. We do support it in the U.S. We have 11 labs doing it, and you have allowed it here. We have a committee to do it, but the committee has granted every exemption. You're, you're fooling with Mother Nature here. You're allowing super viruses to be created with a 15% mortality. It's very dangerous. I think it was a huge mistake to share this with China, and it's a huge mistake to allow this to continue in the United States. And we should be very careful to investigate where this virus came from. I fully agree that you should investigate where the virus came from. But again, we have not funded gain-of-function research on this virus in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, no matter you're how many times words, you're you say words, it. There was research. Happen. There was research done with Dr. Xi and Dr. Barrett. They have collaborated on gain-of-function research where they enhanced the SARS virus to infect human airway cells, and they did it by merging a new spike protein on it. That is gain-of-function. That was joint research between the Wuhan Institute and Dr. Barrett. You can't deny it. Senator Paul, your time, time has expired. Dr. Fetch, I will let you respond to that. We need to move on. Excuse me? You're, I will allow you to respond to that, and then we'll move on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to say, we, I, I don't know how many times I can say it, Madam Chair, we did not fund gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. All right, guys, now we're going to hop over here to this bottom video here, and we'll wrap this episode up. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. Section 1001 of the U.S. Criminal Code creates a felony and a five-year penalty for lying to Congress. On your last trip to our committee on May 11th, you stated that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And yet, gain-of-function research was done entirely in the Wuhan Institute by Dr. Xi and was funded by the NIH. I'd like to ask unanimous consent to insert into the record the Wuhan virology paper entitled Discovery of a Rich Gene Pool of Bat SARS-Related Coronaviruses. Please deliver a copy of the journal article to Dr. Fauci. In this paper, Dr. Xi credits the NIH and lists the actual number of the grant that she was given by the NIH. In this paper, she took two bat coronavirus genes, spike genes, and combined them with a SARS-related backbone to create new viruses that are not found in nature. These lab-created viruses were then to shown to replicate in humans. These experiments combine genetic information from different coronaviruses that infect animals, but not humans, to create novel artificial viruses able to infect human cells. Viruses that in nature only infect animals were manipulated in the Wuhan lab to gain the function of infecting humans. This research fits the definition of the research that the NIH said was subject to the pause in 2014 to 2017, a pause in funding on gain of function. 
But the NIH failed to recognize this, defines it away, and it never came under any scrutiny. Dr. Richard E. Bright, a molecular biologist from Rutgers, described this research in Wuhan as, the Wuhan lab used NIH funding to construct novel chimeric SARS-related coronaviruses able to infect human cells and laboratory animals. This is high-risk research that creates new potential pandemic pathogens, potential pandemic pathogens that exist only in the lab, not in nature. This research matches, these are Dr. Ebright's words, this research matches, indeed epitomizes, the definition of gain-of-function research done entirely in Wuhan, for which there was supposed to be a federal pause. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. What was, let me finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans, right. you're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. Let's okay, you get NIH, one person. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals, and they increase their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function? It is not. It's a dance, and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for four million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. And, and let's let some Dr. Fauci. I have to. Well, now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making is that the the, the grant that was funded as a sub award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2, that's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. We don't wait, know wait, if it did I come from the lab, but all you, the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. I totally this committee resent, will allow the witness to. Respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments, that were given in the annual reports, that were published in the literature. It is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is, is molecularly. Those viruses caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is the gain of function research was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. That you is can't not. Get away from it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. I'm not obfuscating the truth. You are the one. Time is expired, but I will allow the witness to. Let me just finish. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result they are. No in SARS-CoV-2. We're saying they are gain-of-function viruses because they were animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you, you admit the truth. And you implying... Senator Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come before this committee to respond. And, and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual... I totally resent that. Happen. And if anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. Do you see all the sweat? I've been trying not to interrupt this whole time, but do you see the sweat and the shaky and the jitteriness of it? Mm. Calmly drinks water. Panics internally. All right, folks. <clears throat> do double check. Have we that's the only video in this whole episode? Yes, it is. All right, folks. That being said, this has been... Inside four walls. I've been your James Madison. Where this will go, 
Only time will tell. Rand Paul is someone who has, has a cross to bear with this guy. So I feel like if anyone's going to make sure that Fauci ends up being challenged in a court, it's probably going to be Rand Paul, in all honesty. But that being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I've been James Madison, and I shall talk to you guys later. Deuce. inside four walls and to absolutely no one's shock barack hussein obama i'm old enough to remember that if you said his middle name it was like a it was like a oh how dare you uh, how many people out there listening to this show my audience is uh you know what i'm gonna just show you guys real quick i talk about this all the time let me just show you now this is only a small sample demographic that i have to work with here so like here's just a small sample size of my audience right and this is just on, like, the platforms I'm on through Anchor slash Spotify for Podcasters, which is, uh, I think, 60 platforms I'm on through here, not to mention other platforms I'm on independently. I'm on a bunch of platforms. Not to mention, like, online radio and actually real, actually real-world radio stations. I'm on a little bit of everything. Small audience. Wide reach. I get the views, not the follows. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. But I want to know, look at my audience here, how many of you remember, right, after 9-11, you know, then Barack Obama ran? I think that's really what it was, right? Because people would have not mind making jokes. It wouldn't have been as big of a deal making jokes about Barack Obama's middle name being Hussein, pardon me, <sighs> if it wasn't for 9-11, I don't think. But how many of you remember that? Just, just like, how dare you come out and say... You say Barack Hussein Obama. What the fuck is wrong with you? What are you trying to imply, man? That's really what it was. It was, uh, what were you trying to imply by saying his real name? And this guy is actually a terrorist. And, and I say that because, societally speaking, he created this country. He racially ripped this country to shreds. And I remember, I remember, you know, I was a wee lad when he got elected the first time. But I was a politically active lad at the time. I remember people on the right saying, well, at least he might be good for this country. You know, he'll be some form of healing. You know, we, we, we had hope. And, you know, even people on the right were like, look, maybe he'll do something about the war. Because there was a small, not prominent, but a small frac faction of anti-war right. They tended to fall more in camp with, like, the log cabin Republicans back in the day. I just want to know how many people remember this point in history. And then you throw in all the drone strikes, you throw in the Yemen wars he started, you throw in so much of this. I have no problem calling Barack Obama one of the most prolific terrorists in world history. From extrajudicially, extrajudiciously killing an American citizen, Amrulalaki, I definitely do not pronounce his name right, but missing some teeth does that to a motherfucker. Now... And if you don't know my teeth are missing, hey, go to my Rumble. Type in Portland. Have fun with the footage. Now, is that Apple? Anyway, this guy just not only domestically but globally ripped this world to shreds. He was one of the worst people to happen, not only to America, but to the whole entire world. The slave trade was brought back and enforced and protected and funded 
by Barack Obama. You know, you have Operation Fast and Furious, where we heavily armed and weaponized the cartels. By the way, armed them with the very weapons that he was telling American citizens he was going to take from us. Now, I want to make it clear. Mitt Romney and John McCain would have yielded the exact same results as Barack Obama. Barack Obama built and improved upon the military-industrial complex and the deep state. The same way Barack, the same way Mitt Romney would have, the exact same way Mitt uh, McCain would have. Those elections would not have yielded any different results. Kerry would have been any different either. Those were elections where I'm pretty confident they were 100% hand-selected, choice candidates. That's why someone like Ross Perot was so terrifying to them in the 90s. Now, I will be honest with you, the Ross Perot thing sort of predates my day, but I, Barack Obama was the prominent president throughout my childhood. And I, you know, my family, after I've listened to another podcast, it's not really time to get into it. My family's been very politically active my entire life. I grew up in this realm. I had family that was in local politics. I have family that has deep ties to the, you know, the bureaucratic state here, unfortunately. So, you know, th this man and my grace with him run quite deep. Because I remember being called a racist. I remember being in junior high, getting my ass beat up in the hallways. Because I was like, no, Obama sucks. I had a lot of shit happen to me in school because of this motherfucker. For example, you know, I had a students for McCain pin. Yes, judge me all you want. He wasn't my first choice. I liked Giuliani originally, and I stand by that. I'm very proud of myself for being lol of like seven years old. Watching My mom forced me to watch C-SPAN every morning. I've talked about this a bunch of times, all right? And I know this isn't on the topic, but a little bit about me. I wasn't really allowed to watch PBS. If I did, it was like picked programming. But I was able to watch this programming elsewhere too. So like for example, I wasn't really allowed to watch much PBS because PBS was communist state-funded bullshit media. Oh, they steal my money and they push this bullshit propaganda on our screens. And, they did this, and she was saying this back then, you know. My mom was one of those people even back in the day. You know, one of those Tower 7 type people. But, oddly enough, as much as she's a Tower 7 type individual, she also thinks Bush is still a good president. I know. Uh, me and my mom have bumped heads on this. And she's listening to this right now. Hi, Mom. I love you very much. You're, you're the greatest mother I've ever had, and I wouldn't be the guy I am today. Uh, the results speak for themselves, but for better or worse. So, please, no offense, Mom. I know I'm going to hear about this one. Class. You know, I didn't really appreciate being called on your episode like that today. And I love you. I'm sorry. But it's for context here. You know, because I, I understand there's, a, there's a, a lot of people who will go out there and they'll talk about like, oh, I remember back in the day when they was like, no, you were a kid. You don't remember. Now I was a kid too. You know, Obama got elected in 2008. I was 10, you know, but I wasn't really allowed to watch a lot of the other shows. Now I did watch other, I did watch PBS, you know, like uh, I did catch shows like after, after school, you know, when I had the house to myself when I was a little kid, you know, I could catch like Word Girl and fetch with rough rough men stuff like that you know I, I could catch those afternoon shows but didn't really catch a lot of like the arthur and the mr rogers and stuff at least not on pbs i watched mr rogers on other platforms you know there was this uh christian program and we i got to watch a lot as a kid it had things like davy and goliath which was a show about a uh, a claymation show about a little boy and his dog actually uh there's an adult an amazing adult swim show that shits on Catholics, made by a Lutheran, that's a, a Lutheran set of twins, 
and it's called uh, Moral Oral. Yes, Moral Oral. It shits on the Catholics, and it shits on a lot of, like, the apocalypse scriptures. I love that show. And it's written by two Lutheran, or at least one of them's Lutheran. I, I, they're brothers. I don't know much more about them, but then I caught an interview with them on, like, a... Uh, an Adult Swim late night aquarium. Uh, adult Swim used to this uh, aquarium show uh, on- online. You could watch interviews with people. My whole aesthetic here is very much been off of Adult Swim, if you can't tell. It was a big influence on me. But so I was for anyway. My whole point. Rant aside. Sorry. My uh, and by the way, this is the first time my throat's felt clear. It's still smoky out here from all that Canadian forest fire. It's been raining a lot lately. You know, so it's not great it's in the atmosphere, but the smoke is cleared up. Uh, it's just, I can breathe differently now. So if I, I, I'm trying to watch my audio spike levels, but fuck, it is so nice on my voice back. It, that's why I'm talking a little bit more lately, just free-flowing on these episodes. So I'm so sorry to take up so much of your time. I just miss having a functional throat that didn't hurt. I didn't talk about that much on the show because I didn't want to sound like a whiny little pussy, but... God, you know, I'm, I'm right here, I, you know, I travel between Ohio and Michigan a lot, and when I'm in Michigan, I'm either by Detroit or I'm right up in Detroit on the waterfront, and the smoke, when it comes through, man, it, it's come through in waves, it, it gets really dense, really bad out here, and I'm in like a, you know, it's a dense cloud, and, and you know, I'm in this valley, so it just clouds up out here, and then the highways around just kind of like trap it, it, it got really bad out here the other day. Um, but that being said, I'm going back on topic here. I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of these, these, like, publicly programmed shows. My mom thought they were communist propaganda bullshit. And if I was going to watch anything in the morning, I was going to watch Washington Journal on C-SPAN before the, like, in the morning. That was what I had to watch. I'm eating my breakfast, getting ready for the school bus, you know, I'm, I got tons of siblings. You know, I'm, I'm the youngest of, uh, I'm the youngest of about ten kids. You know, foster siblings in there. So, you know, you get high school kids and elementary school kids and people with, jo- and like young 20 year olds with jobs. And you ever was getting up at different hours, rushing in out of the house. So, you know, the one rule was you don't touch the fucking TV while mom's home. So we all had to watch Washington C SPAN. You know, I not knowing anything else, you know, I was invested in it. You know, I had to listen to it. My mom would ask me questions and quiz me about it. Like, okay, well, what do you think Bob Dole meant by that? What do you think Dick Army was saying when you, when we did this? Okay, what do you think of this Ron Paul guy? What 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 do you think is going on with this? Okay, and you know, there's all these things like I didn't understand as a kid, but you know, you know, these long form conversations I would have with my mom. My mom was one of those people that you go shopping with her, and she'd be like, okay, what color is this? I remember that acutely as a kid. You know, she everything was a learning experience with her. Okay, what color is this? Okay, well, what's that person? Okay, what's that person? Okay, uh, what what, what color is their what 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 material are they wearing? What kind of hat is that? What does that say? You know, everything was a learning experience from like the long from my from like the youngest childhood age I can remember. And politics is just something that's always been there. So you know, I talk to a lot of people my age, and they'll talk about things from like the Obama and Bush era, and we're about the same age, and and I sound like such a pompous piece of shit. When I'm like, no, you're wrong. That's not what all what happened. Well, you know, George Bush let Hurricane Katrina happen. All those people fucking die. Blah, blah. And I'm like, look, I hate George Bush, but you can't really give him shit for that. Well, he knew. Yeah, you're right. He did know. Every internal memo knew that re- revealed that George Bush knew that the dams and everything were going to give out, and the sandbags were de- were absolute jokes. He, yes, we know that. He had offered the state aid. 
the governor and the mayor, the governor of the state and the mayor of the city said, no, we don't want government aid. We got this. And then it all went to shit at once and all the cave and then, you know, although the floods came in, Hurricane Katrina destroyed everything. And it was in the midst of all the destruction that the mayor had said, hey, governor, we get tell Bush we need aid. And then the governor was fucking MIA. And then when he got back, it was like a day after all the destruction had started to really sink in. And then he got a hold of George Bush and said, yeah, I will take those aid. And then by then it was like scrambling to rush everything there. And ultimately, it, it as much as George Bush deserved to get shit on, Hurricane Katrina was the thing the Republican Party used to get rid of George Bush. And it was a convenient cover-up for all the weapons of mass destruction lies. It was a convenient cover-up for the crumbling narrative around the Patriot Act. Every lie around George Bush's 9-11 and first-term administration failures was covered up by one failure that wasn't even his fucking own, and that was Hurricane Katrina. As much as I like Kanye West, I have grievances with him. I, I, I actually... Uh, it's a different tangent, but I'm off the Kanye train permanently. He did some shit with his daughter at a party recently that just... I, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm done with Kanye. I still fucks with the music, man, but I, I'm not... I'm not going to get up here and, and, like, keep talking about him, try to keep him in, in the spotlight, because I think he's purposely being ignored. And I, 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 uh, he just kind of fucked me up. I'll talk about that in a different... Maybe I'll do a let's chat about that. Anyway. My, my, all this ranting for 12 fucking minutes without getting into the article is to say... I was forced to be very informed on politics at a young age. And a lot of people my age will talk about shit, get it completely wrong, and it's very clear they just are listening to, like, some sort of podcast or a YouTube. Like, I'm a big fan of people, like, even... I'll say I'm a big fan of people I disagree with. You know, like, I, I tell people, hey, look, I know you can't... I know you disagree with them, but you should listen to the Majority Report. Sam Cedar is a deceitful little rat, I'm not going to deny that. He also carries water for the Young Turks. And I also say you should watch the Young Turks. Why? You should know what they're saying. So when you're in the argument or in the field, you're either talking to a normie who leans the way the people on the left do, or the way these commentators do, you already kind of have a feel for what their arguments might be. And if you listen to these episodes and the whole time you're sitting there thinking, like, oh, what the fuck? You're such a fucking idiot. Oh, I can't listen. This is giving me a headache. It's good. It's good. You just need to power through that and get to the end of the episode. All right, you can leave your rage kind of if you want, but at the end of the day, you're going to be better off knowing what they think and what they're saying. And I attribute a lot of that to Washington Journal on C-SPAN. You know, because you'd have people calling in left, right, left, right. You know, there was other things I grew up watching a lot. Holy shit, this might just, I might just make this a Let's, a let's Chat episode, actually. Um, but anyway, you know, there's a lot of other things I ended up having. I'm probably just going to turn into a Let's Chat episode at this point. It's been 14 minutes of just absolute ranting. Now... Also, uh, allegedly some Addies. I'm kidding. I don't take Adderall. Allegedly. Definitely kicking in them. I have a lot to think about and say right now because I, I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really tired of talking to people my age about politics. Even the people who are like, I'm the, the right, red-pilled type of people that I normally get along with. I'm very tired of talking politics with them. Because even then, it's still one side of, of the narrative. There, there's not like a, a nuance to it. Uh, they're just kind of like up in their one corner or their other corner. Now, you can uh, you, you can call me out on the show all you want, but if you run my my Twitter handle where I share all my articles, everything I use as a source through is on my Twitter. 
you'll see that I'm actually I'm predominantly engaged in left wing articles and left wing coverage as opposed to right wing art articles. There's like a 10% difference between the two. And I'm mostly in the center. If uh, it's like left, center, and then right, like the right's the smallest group that I engage with. But you know, they they, they just they, they talk about these things they don't remember or they weren't paying attention to because they got it from somebody like Sam Seed or Majority Report, and it very much shows because they don't know anything about like you know the the Secret Service doing blow in the White House. You know, they don't know any of that. But, you know, everything wrong, everything they want to shit on the Bush administration for is something the Obama administration honestly fucking did. It's absolutely disparaging. Or, uh, that's not the right word I'm looking for, but that doesn't matter. I'm moving on. So I I acutely remember how terrible Obama is. And, And when you talk to people my age about it, about how bad Obama was, you know, they're like, well, he, X, Y, and Z defense, but when those defenses, you know, ultimately fall through, it's like a oh, well, you know, I was a kid. I don't really remember that. And 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 what do you? It's like yes, acutely, I do. I even worked on I worked on two campaigns in 2012 against uh against Obama. I worked originally it was for the Ron Paul campaign, and then. I wanted to do some shit with the Giuliani campaign because Giuliani was running again, but that you know he dropped out sooner than I had to hope, than, I, than I had hope. You know, I really wanted him to get through it. I still really like Giuliani. A lot of people give Giuliani shit. Well, he defended Trump. He's an attorney. He's a fucking attorney, dude. You're right. An attorney defended his client. Shocker. You know, you hate Amber Heard, but you you shit on Amber Heard, not her not her defense team. And when you talk about the lawyers, they're like, well, yeah, they're doing her doing their job. Why well, I don't understand why the same thing doesn't carry over to Rudy Giuliani. Because he had press holdings, like all attorneys do. Johnny Cochran had press holdings where he lied through his fucking teeth. And I really think in 2008, Giuliani was the way to go. Like, for example, the whole reason he lost his, like, uh, re-election bid to be, uh, to be a mayor of New York again is because he was too busy going, burn through his bank account to try and get people out of 9-11 and deal with what's going on in 9-11. He went basically in the red financially doing that. And I, and I really think, you know, his son, unfortunately, his son is sort of the Rand Paul thing, where his son is great. You know, Giuliani's son is phenomenal. But just like how Rand Paul is the diet version of Ron Paul, same thing applies there. But it's, uh, I don't know. It's amazing how many things from the Obama administration bleed over in today. Like, the way the gender shit is taught in schools, it's the same way that they taught, you know, Common Core. And they push it through. And now, all the shit that the Obama administration did with the predatory loaning and the state-incentivized, financially-backed education dockets and programs in these colleges, both, you know, like, state, you know, state, uh, like, like, private and public and local colleges... You know, they're receiving these extra funds to push these government narratives and, and, and these government education points. And that's where a lot of these overall arts classes are pushing in colleges, you know. That's where these education degrees and push and finances come from. These schools are financially incentivized to peddle this education or this miseducation to kids. And you get this softest communism written. Like, like look what's going on with the Department of Education right now under the Obama, under the, oh, Biden, under the Biden administration. They are being financed out the ass and allowed to rule with absolute authority. 
just look at what happened during the pandemic with or at least during the vaccine mandate phase of that the school like like, like the school union and the board of education and the department of education both told the biden administration no actually teachers are exempt from the vaccine mandate you can't make them do it and just like that they were without any pushback any pushback whatsoever not truckers, not like I mean, not not like things that if they weren't there, the entire country would freeze to a halt overnight. If teachers all were fired overnight, there would be consequences. Maybe, you know, I'm talking about all teachers, so like the private school teachers and like the Hillsdale teachers and all them. Yeah, you know, there'd be consequences for that, absolutely, and perhaps you know, tragically whatsoever. But, you know, I uh, this whole video was supposed to be about Obama giving a shout out to libraries while blasting book censorship and his brother calling him an absolute fag, but. Turn into this, and mainly just because I was talking to uh, a couple of people, some friends who definitely would not want to be named on my show or referenced on my show about it, and they were just talking about how, you know, it, it was the wildest conversation because they said I really enjoy, you know, I think Trump would be a great candidate. I just wish we go back to the sensible ways of like the Obama administration, and I was absolutely floored. You know, both these guys are like, you know, well, two guys and a chick. Two a guy, the two guys have political science like degrees, and the chick's doing, I don't know, she's one of the guys, fucking side pieces for now. But you know, just having the conversation in, you know, what they believed about like, you know, they they thought Obama revolutionized the education system, and these are somebody that, like, I, I knew these kids back in the day. Back in high school, they were, like, definitely, like, blue-haired, H-bomber guy enjoyers. You know, they were, uh, like, on that side of the web, you know. They were giving me shit for watching shoe-on-head content back in the day, back when she was still dating that armored skeptic guy in the skeptic community. I'm really tapping into a specific side of the internet here these with this dialect, and some people who are like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I completely understand that, and I'm sorry. And now they're sitting here like, oh, well, you know, maybe Trump's not so bad, but um, I just really wish we could have somebody like, like Obama backing off, someone who's sensible. And I just don't understand it. I, I really don't. This guy destroyed this country. He's an app. He's a terrorist who should be tried. Like, if we're indicting Trump, like, this guy should be the very next person in line. <sighs> but you know what? Actually, what I'm going to do... It's too full of this. I'm going to turn this into its own little rant episode. And then I'm going to uh, throw this in at the end of this episode. After I finish recording it. And that way it'll be like twofold, you know. Because this has really been a let's chat at this point. It's just been a rant. And it's just because I don't talk about Obama very often on this show. You know, I talk about people who worked in his administration and people around him. But he doesn't come up in my, in my, uh, in my coverage very often. And I got so much bitter shit to say about him. But I'm kind of burnt out on this rant, so I'm going to wrap it up here. You know, TLDR, I, I was forced to be very into politics at a fucking young age. And I have an acute memory of working, or I have an acute memory of this guy's first term, and then working against him, getting reelected, and then how disastrous his second term. I checked out halfway through his second term, and I checked out of politics largely through... Like, I was into, like, the memes and, like, the culture war side of the 2016 thing, but I wasn't really following the politics very closely. It wasn't until, like, you know, the first real, like, evidence that the Steele dossier was bullshit and there was no truth to the Russian thing whatsoever. I didn't believe the Russian thing to begin with. 
But I was like, eh, maybe, you know, I doubt it. No fucking way that happened, because if it was true, they probably would have had it by now. But, you know, we'll see what happens of it. It was like early, late 2017, maybe early 2018, when I started getting back into politics very closely. And that's why I launched this podcast in 20, in October of 20, no, July of 2018, I launched this podcast. And originally what it was is just me and my buddy Billy, who, uh, actually it was me, Billy, and a few other friends. Uh, some of them have passed away uh, since 2018. And some of us just moved, some of them just moved away. You know, I'll, I'll, no one from that era, uh, very few people from that time period actually still talk to. This is a handful, but not very many. Not the point of this topic, of this episode, or... <laughs> well, this episode's point's kind of changed, hasn't into a fucking let's rant. But, you know, we would just get high, talk about music, mostly rap and hip-hop at the time. You know, I've been told I don't give off the vibes, but I'm, I'm big in, into rap. I love old school hip hop, dude. That, that's my shit. Goody Mob, East shit. Old school to new school. Honestly, like people forget, like Future. He's Dungeon Family. That's right, Dungeon Family, dog. If you look into who's out of the Dungeon Family, all kinds of rappers you fucking hate and called trash and whatever the fuck. Yeah, they're from Dungeon Family, dog. I'm not saying they're it's good, but I'm just saying you know that's where it comes from. But you know. Goody Mob, Gangstar, you know, Prod, Guru, Wu-Tang, like, Inspector Dex, one of the most overlooked MCs in all of rap game right now, period. Out, bottom line. You know, that's the shit we were talking about. We would get high and talk about, you know, rap, hip-hop, music. Hell, man, we were talking about Tom McDonald back in, like, you know, early, like, mid-2018, you know, back before everyone was really talking about Tom McDonald. All because of an Anthony Fantano video bitching about Tom McDonald, and we were like, I love how upset this motherfucker is, this NPR pussy, blah, 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 blah. Huh. Different time period, really. But, you know, then we start talking more and more about politics. And then, you know, as drama and back-behind-the-scenes shit happened, the show turned into just me uh, yelling into a microphone about politics. So it wasn't, like, a big gap in time. Like, when we talk about shit, you know, there's, like, there's a distinctive time period where my knowledge of what happened is a little bit hazy. And it's, like, 2013 to... 20 late 2016 early 2017 you know there's a decent gap there that's about five years there's like a no about a four and a half year gap right after obama got reelected, you know i tapped out there are certain things i paid attention to with the obama administration and scandals outside of that because you know again i wasn't for, i was pretty forced to uh fuck dog like at night you know if it wasn't like c-span in the morning i was forced to watch like fox news you had like hannity combs and shit were list you had hannity basically screaming over this little New York Jewy guy named Combs. I feel really bad for Combs, because Combs actually had some shit to say back in the day. Like, Combs was against the war in Iraq. If you go back and watch Handy and Combs, you see Combs getting yelled at for telling Sean Handy, hey, this war in Iraq is unjustified. A million dead Iraqis is obscene, and, and Bush, is Odin, Bush needs to address what he's done. Sean Handy goes, ah, you know what you need to do, you fucking pinko piece of shit. <clears throat> <sighs> But I'm going to wrap this up here and actually record this episode. I don't know why I, I turned this into a 26-minute rant. This is not entertaining to anybody. I'm going to definitely lose some subscribers over that. But hey, it's been a fucking let's rant, apparently. So I've been your host, James Madison, and I shall talk to you guys again very shortly.
Hello, I'm Rumble. And I'm YouTube. YouTube, why are you dressed like that? Well, I've been seeing a lot of violations in the community lately, so I'm enforcing that. You mean like people not following your policies? Strike one! Uh, what if someone tells the truth, but it's labeled as misinformation? Strike you! Wow, what if I want to ask questions and have different opinions on things? Strike three! You're out of here! Now what? You may appeal to me in 30 days. Thankfully, we encourage diverse opinions and new ideas. Strike four! Dude, what? There's no such thing as four strikes. And I'm not even on your platform. Strike five! All right, I'm out. You're crazy. Later, dude. Strike six!